A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. <sighs> ding, ding, ding. In the corner to my right, oh. weighing in it far less than he used to, the Carlito Caribbean cool of drinking Huel. This is <laughs> Ross Twiddell. You can tell it's lockdown, can't you? You've had plenty of time to script that bad, lad. <laughs> Twiddell. <laughs> And his tag team partner, the cutest man to wear a hat since Noddy, <laughs> the Big Sam of Diddler's FC. Please welcome oh, Jack, no. the Jobber. The Jobber. Called a Holic FC. And their opponent in this two-on-one handicap match, scheduled for about two hours, with a 30-minute overtime, no one will look, <laughs> Mafu of the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. Ding, ding, ding. How the hell are you both? That was brilliant, that. That was good. You've set the tone now, Matthew. You need to get it every single week now, an introduction like that. Plenty of time to write one. (laughs) (laughs) They'll all be that beautiful, just like yourself. Ross, we'll start off with you. How has your week been? I go to work, Matthew, as I said to you, on the weekend, I think we we last spoke, and then I go home, and then I go back to work again, and then I go home the next day, just the same. It is it is what it is at the minute. There's not much we can do, is there? How are you doing? Same. And it, it's so weird. Some, a friend I hadn't spoken to in months appeared in my timeline. So I sent a message going, hey, man, I haven't seen you in ages. How's it going? How's life? And he responded with that. I get up and go to work, and I haven't seen my friends or family in months. I'm like, why was I expecting anything different? What was I expecting? This is, oh, I mean, I've been to Mallorca and back. <laughs> you know, I'm outside. I'm like, no, of course, it's, I'm inside doing nothing like yourself. And speaking of being inside, doing nothing, Jack, how how is your week being? Go on, surprise us. No, it's been the same. <laughs> I don't wow. know what to say. Yeah. Yeah. Dunno. I've got no news. I've got nothing. I've got nothing to nothing to report. So what do you what do you want from me? What do you that, want? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much we're just gonna stare at you and do something. Oh, 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 Owen went to Tesco earlier. Apparently, oh there's a new, my God. apparently there's a new traffic light system and he got told off by the security guard because he didn't realise. Traffic light like system in the Tesco? Outside the Tesco. I'm guessing it's like if it's right. green, you can go in. If it's red, you've got to wait. Oh, I've not seen that. No, same. And neither had he. And he got told off by the man. Uh, he saw it. Owen disregards <laughs> rules at every turn. He, every single turn. 
honestly yeah. described him to me. He was like, got told off by the little security man. Oh, <laughs> oh. What size must that be if Owen's saying that? <laughs> oh. Look, leave me alone, Ross. I'm moonlighting. <laughs> ah, well, there's no news in our world, but luckily, we've got lots of wrestling news from our trusted news hound, Aidan Gibbons. Woof, woof, news, news. Uh, start off. Report, WWE planning to have upwards of 25,000 fans at the rescheduled date for WrestleMania 37. So, nice knowing you all. Mm. Uh, Jim Ross we're revealed... Not, we're not, we, we won't be going. We'll be, we'll be safe. Oh, we'll I, be all right. I know. We'll be all right. Yeah. All right, okay. People like, hey, Matthew, how's life? I've done nothing for a year and a half. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, that stadium's like 80,000, isn't it? Something like that, Some, that ballpark. Something like that, yeah. It's going to look like when Five Star ran the Metro Radio oh, Arena in Newcastle. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm waiting for them to come back. Yeah. Why should you be running in this environment and it just shows pictures from Joe Henry's Twitch? It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Jim Ross, which is quite news, but I'm including anyway, uh, was asked why Carlito didn't quite reach his full potential. It's from Inside the Ropes, Mr. Kenny McIntosh. Mm. Quote, some perceive, some perceive that he might be a little unmotivated, i.e. a little lazy. He wasn't lazy in his interactions with the fairer sex. He was a Hall of Famer in that area. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> That's right. Jim Ross exclusively revealed to Kenny McIntosh that the reason Carlito was so tired in the ring because he was having so much sex. I tell you, week on, week on, because I've started listening to Grill and JR with, uh, with Comrade, and it's, it feels like every episode he outs, I don't know if that's the right word, but he, he exposes one of the wrestlers to be a proper shagger. I've listened, <laughs> I've listened to maybe three episodes, and Ed, Carlito is one of them, I've heard that one, and Edge as well, apparently Edge before Lita and all that was, uh, you know, top shagger and all that, lad, 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 lads, all that stuff. Who would have thought that a group of athletic, handsome, famous men would uh, would be getting a lot of activity, famous in wrestling terms. Not you know, not not like The Rock. They should have done that with the advert. It's like Stacker Two helped you not only finish your workout, but the workout. Anyway. <laughs> I tell you what, though, the the, the, the mention of The Rock's name there. Who was it? Adam who found the website where people who had had sex with the wrestlers. Yeah. Expo- like talked about their game. Gave, and, gave, uh, gave, it was almost like reviews. Yeah, and yeah. talked about because I never forget when Adam was saying, um, "Oh, this this lady here is reviewing the Rock's uh, penis, and it's apparently long and thin." <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine that in Adam's voice—it stuck with me forever. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, Ross. <laughs> uh, WNXT is proud to announce the signings of Zoe Stark, formerly known as Lacey Ryan, Gigi Dolan, formerly known as Priscilla Kelly from MLW. It's like Gigi Allen. It's like Darby Allen. Is that, that what done? that's supposed to be? Gigi Mate, Dolan. Well, Gigi and Darby, Gigi and Alan, I just, because she used to be married to Darby, I, I don't know, maybe it is. Maybe. maybe. It's a massive yeah. fan of Gianluigi Buffon. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, Cora Jade, formerly known as Elena Black. Okay. And unrelated also, Anthony Henry of Evolve said, oh, I'm quitting the business, I'm retiring. And a few days later, it was like, yeah, I may have been signed. He, I'm too sure, yeah. He looks. He's got a great look. He just looks like such a heel. Like he just look, he's such he's so horrible and intimidating. Very good look. Just <laughs> well, come on, that isn't wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's such a heel. That man, I hate him. He'll do well. Blue Demon Junior, the adopted son of the legendary Luchador, Blue Demon, is running for mayor of the Mexico City municipality. 
of Gustavo A. Madero as a progressive. He is anonymous and says he will only reveal his identity to authorities if he wins. So on the ticket, it will say Blue Demon Jr. Nice. Mex- Mexican re- wrestling in Mexico is mad. How like much influence yeah. it has. It's crazy. Like great Sasuke <clears throat> in Japan when he, uh, I forget what proper part of the Japanese parliament it is, they were saying, you can't come in wearing a bloody mask. So he said, all right. So he turned a bit of his mask off. So you can see more of a face now. They're like, okay. Uh, after the Good Brothers and Simon Miller both announced that they were in the Royal Rumble, <laughs> Adam Pierce went on Twitter and went, look, it's actually pretty simple. Those that have been granted the ability to simply declare entry into the Royal Rumble by management are free to do so. Those that haven't must qualify. I don't write the rules. I enforce them. Emoji of man shrugging. I like Adam Pierce, and I'm glad that he did that. But at the same time, it doesn't make sense as a rule. Because why would someone turn down a spot in the Rumble? Don't no, know. it wasn't so much that. It was the fact that some people had to earn their shots and some people just declared it. Yeah, so some people in the eyes of management aren't worthy of a place in the Rumble, so I have to earn yeah. it. <laughs> well, I get that, but it should be management saying this. It should, there should be an announcement like, this person's in the Royal Rumble. I don't like when they go, I'm declaring for it. <clears throat> that means they've, they've, give, they've got an option. They can declare to if they want. Well, don't. Well, why would you not? It's the Royal Rumble. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking. I'm reading too much. It's not that serious, is it? You're right. Wrestling's fake. And <laughs> Taya Valkyrie is finishing up with Impact Wrestling. But the main story to come out of Hard to Kill, no, it's not that Impact Wrestling, is still running pay-per-views. It was Ethan Page. Now, before I go and read into this, did anyone else see the match or the pay-per-view? Tom described it to me. Is this Karate Man? Yes. Right. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, though, but I've heard it's, it's not what Ethan Page wanted it to be. No, uh, they had a weird thing where Ethan Page's alter ego, just Ethan Page, going, I'm the karate man, and I'm going to act like a bad 80s karate dude. He's been watching Cobra Kai. Yeah, and he fought him with green screen, and they did all the stuff you expect now from the cinematic masterpieces expected from wrestling during the epidemic. It, It happened, and you can tell Ethan Page is leaving because as soon as this match aired, Remember they did the uh, Fiend Cena match at WrestleMania? And they cut to Titus going, what was that? Mm. Nothing. It aired, and then they cut to a backstage segment. The Look commentators didn't even acknowledge it. Yeah. Dino and Matt were like that. And Ethan Page didn't even waste, didn't even wait 24 hours posting on his Patreon that was quickly uploaded to Reddit. Uh, full post heart emoji from the afterlife. I'm going to take a full-blown break from social media. Uh, actually, pretty long, so I'll just do the fun bit. Last night sucked. I'm so embarrassed of how Impact lazily edited that segment last night and forced it to be a joke. I felt the thought of the same guys fighting each other was comedy enough, and the more serious we took it, the better the reaction would be. Because I left the company, they lied to my face and just did what they wanted the whole time. I'm sorry if any of my fans paid for that pay-per-view and felt cheated. I honestly feel the free version I gave away was made with more love, care, and attention to detail. And uh, yeah, carries on for a bit there. I found that hilarious because if you saw it, you go, how else was this supposed to look? <laughs> you uh, fighting yourself and doing cheesy lines with a what? green screen that wasn't, and I haven't done video production in quite some time, but the video footage wasn't deinterlaced. So he was flickering like right. an old 90s VHS. <laughs> what I've got to say is I sympathize with uh, Ethan Page here because at what culture, I'm going to shoot here. Um, <gasps> yes. 
about a year in to to my presenting. So I still wasn't very good, basically. I was still very inconsistent from week to week. I had a week where I planned out the video, properly thought about it, and I thought I nailed it. I was like, that's a good video. I've done well there. That one will go down all right. You know, I'm not delivering week after week, but this one will be all right. And then I won't name which one of the editors, but one of them <laughs> was in charge of editing this video. And for the whole of the intro, he just photoshopped or just put in footage of a, like a golden lab, just like milling about next to me in the intro, just like, as I'm going like, hey everyone, it's Jack. And there's this, just this dog next to me, just looking around. And the comments were just all about the frigging dog. And I was like, how crap's that? I've done a really good video. And, you've, and the comments are like, more of this, more dogs. Watch the dog instead of Jack. The dog's better looking than Jack. Just loads of stuff like that. But the dog's got more friends than Jack. And I'm just like, what have you done? <laughs> it's ruined my day. The message in the dog going, how many Jacks can you lift? Yeah. <laughs> uh. So Mercedes Martinez, uh, she was asked, why did you leave Retribution? She says, I can dive into that, let people know kind of what was going on. I was given an opportunity. I took the opportunity, not knowing what the outcome would be. You've got to make the best of anything you can. But I think when the opportunity came, it just wasn't for me. Uh, fair play for Mercedes Martinez for not going, have you seen them? <laughs> she basically did that. <laughs> yeah. And finally, the most important news was all right segue i learned this week being a grown adult of 33 years old s-e-g-u-e is supposed to represent all of the word segue i have always typed in s-e-g-u-e and then put way on the end segue way <laughs> yeah i've been typing segue way for my life and i try to defend myself by saying well Morgue isn't pronounced Morgway. Morgueyway. Morgueyway. <laughs> so I just wanted to check with you two guys because you're such nice people. And I know that you'd also tell me if I was talking bollocks. Have you, do you know that as well? We've also both got degrees based on writing. Yeah, I was aware of how the word segment worked. <laughs> okay, great. That's all I wanted to know. As I was with there uh, consistently last week. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I will say that I was. I'd say at uni by the time I realised, or maybe A level by the time I realised what I, there was a lot of, a lot of my like adolescence up to like adulthood that I didn't know that that word was segue. I thought that was seeg, and I thought that segue was the thing was the motorised. <laughs> I thought that was what that was. Not not that they were both pronounced segue. Yeah. And that was the wrestling news. <laughs> and now we'll seg. Into the next section. <laughs> Segway away. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. And now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. And in condescending order from last week, Keith Brimer Jones from the Great Pottery Throwdown. Wow, that's Ooh. a shocker. Thirteen yeah, percent. He was going to be two times. He was. He's going for it. Didn't get there though. Shocking. Not like Baron Corbin, just a push too many, I'm afraid. £5 Ken, 36%. That's pretty wow, healthy, considering it's an in-joke from the uh, Twitch stream. Well done. Yeah. Is it Diddler's FC or is it Coldaholic it's FC? It's definitely Coldaholic FC. <laughs> I thought Coldaholic FC was the real thing we were going to do. Is your team not? No, it's Coldaholic it's, it's it's cold oh, I'm sorry, that introduction was terrible then. That wasn't me trying to be... F oh, whatever, the Coldaholic <laughs> FC. Um, but the clear winner, Andrew's Monday Twitch streams, 51%. I mean... You know, he was always going to win. 
Terrible week for this to go into the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, though, because I was uh, I tuned in this Monday, and that man, his feet were on our sofa. He spilled a beer on the sofa. He might as well have just taken a steaming dump on that sofa, the stuff he was doing on that sofa. So our brand new, well, it was relatively new, office sofa purchased from Argos, tarnished by little Baldy Andrew. Terrible. Well, he can't crap on the sofa. He's, he's, got, he's building up to that. <laughs> that's a WrestleMania weekend special. Yeah. But, uh, wow, oh, that sounds I like should, a great stream. I, I want to see that one, to be honest with you. That's I, all should mention, I should Go mention on. that Ross, Adam and Owen are doing a live stream of all of the Rumbles. I know we mentioned it recently, but uh, i just give a plug there because they lost at Survivor Series and this is their punishment. They're going to watch all of them back to back, but obviously they're taking shifts. They're not all doing it for a full like two days or however long it will take. I know it's going to take longer than however... I mean, Adam has made a, a strict timetable that I've got down there that's hour by hour. And there's no chance that we're going to stick to hour by hour, is this? It's going to take longer than it's uh, penciled yeah, in for. Yeah, because people aren't going to... You're not, you want to leave in between rumbles, surely. You can't be leaving in the middle of a rumble, unless, unless you just don't care by that point, I suppose. Well, then it's going to be, yeah, we're going to have to work our way through the WWE Network, which takes long enough as it is. Misfire yeah. and whatnot. So I found that especially since the update of you two, that the network misfires more than it did before. I don't know, actually. I've no. not, not checked. Yeah, it just wasn't me for some reason. Anyway, starts at uh, 1pm GMT this coming Saturday on the Yo Show. Bloody hell. So how long? I haven't like, sat down and worked this out. Do you know how long it's going to be? I think there's been, including all the women's rumbles, I think there's been 36. I'm not too sure about that number, but I think there's been 36 matches. Um, and they're all, oh. you know, give or take around about an hour. Some are a little bit less, some are a little bit more, so... Yeah, it's going to take about thirty. It's going to wait. I'd say it's probably going to go past forty hours the stream in total. It's not going to. It's not going to be regimented like that hour by hour, is it? But I've got a question for you too. Because do we include the fifteen-man rumble from SmackDown back in the day? That's the question I need answered. I don't think you have to. Well, don't have to. But I'm saying, is it the right thing to do? Are you including the greatest Royal Rumble? Are we bollocks? That's not a good <laughs> Then no, you, I don't think you should include the SmackDown <laughs> Oh, you're not including the greatest? Oh, no, they're not going to stuff on SmackDown or Raw. Or the one where China qualified by nearly breaking Vincent Man's neck. I mean, these are unconfirmed reports from me, who was involved in the stream. Uh, Adam might do it, because he just does things oh, by himself, sure. doesn't he? So, he's, yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds amazing. I can't wait to see you just on a couch being prodded by people going, come on, Ross, you're missing the big show. <laughs> but, yep, you got to do the crime if you've got to do the time think of crime Both 36 crime hours time. of this ladies and gentlemen <laughs> can you dig it and that segues into I think Ooh. very appropriately there you go, I'm gonna, nailed it segs segs all the way into my pick and I wouldn't usually do this but I'm not going to lie it's been a very quiet week Adam Pachidi our glorious boss our manager what some might call a leader. Are you nominating? Sorry. Wait, yeah, going, is this it's going the build. somewhere? It's the build. Okay, all right, all right. Tag team champions of the world. Because I was going to raise an issue if you would just nominate, but carry on. Pachidi, who is currently uh, what we call in the business, mad with power, has not only been streaming on Twitch every minute of the day, he's not eating fruit, fruit past the lollipops, but he's also been sending in his loyal troops into people's streams, most of which are being annoying as hell, and now we're not liked by a bunch of wrestlers. And I can't that's really a, blame that's them. An that's an exaggeration. It's not. It is. However, and this is this is I wouldn't usually agree with this, but like I said, I've got nothing else to pick this week. He did 
set his minions on Vince Russo's YouTube stream. And Vince Russo is obviously really cool and hip in 2021 <laughs> with what's happening. So he was very confused to why all of his chat was filled up with people going, leader, leader, Thomas the Tank Engine, and show us the train. <laughs> and went, bro, what with the train gimmick? You know, and all this stuff, because he's, you know, he's from Yorkshire. And uh, eventually went, you know what? I'm out of here. And then uh, ended his stream. And you know what? Again, nothing's happened this week. Nothing interesting, nothing exciting. So I thought I'd just put Adam Pacitti's loyal troops being gets to people. I was That's a fair pick. I was going to get annoyed if you just picked Pacitti because... No, no, no. That's too you, cheap. You just picked Andrew and... Now, yeah, but no, that's fair. It's more of a specific one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. I think I picked Pachiti. People realise that I haven't got anything really for <laughs> It's just the cheapest pops at this rate. Yeah. But Anna Pachiti's train gimmick. I'll go with that one because that's kind of all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Well, might as well stop the Hall of Fame segment there. What's the point now? Yeah. And if you'd like to vote for me, <laughs> uh, you can call to Go on, Jack. What have you got for us? I you can't really elaborate on mine because it's, uh, it's a song. So just go and listen to the song, everybody. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I know. So it's um, I, you might know it, Matthew. I don't know, Ross. I can't imagine. Are either of you familiar with the genre synthwave? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Sorry, I've, I think I've I think I've thought synthwave is more niche than it actually is. Um, basically, I've been I was just doing some work. I've been editing this mad long script recently. No spoilers. And um, just in the background, I just put on all of uh, Flash FM from Vice City. Because it had all the 80s mm-hmm. songs on, and there's the funny little bits in between, and then it just the next video that played was all of a, a not a not real GTA radio station that someone had made of synthwave songs that was that they've pitched for GTA Six basically, um, and that was uh, that was really good. And I'm not usually into the genre, but there was one song in particular that I really thought was amazing, which is called "One Night" by LeBrock. So everybody, if you've not heard of it before, just type in LeBrock "One Night" and just. Oh, it'll blow you away. Really powerful. That's nice. my that's my pick though, because again it's been a quiet week and I listened to a song that I liked that I'd never heard of before. So yeah. that's my pick. Yeah. I think the Hall of Fame segment has been alright considering with lockdown, COVID, and the snowstorms we've been having in Newcastle, there's like it's nothing. There's nothing it's not it's it's rather this, you doing uh sound waves sound wave, sorry, that's Transformers, Synthwave and the guy who pays me bills. Uh, rather than go, well, what have you done this week, Matthew? Well, I've eaten some more cheesecake and I've listened to the One Winged Angel slash Space Jam mashup about 30 times. Just, <laughs> might as well try with this. So, yeah, very very nice. Synthwave. No, just that song. You should go with just the concept of Synthwave. Like no, because <laughs> I'm not a big fan of it generally, but that song's amazing. Oh, okay. And I like the nice. one that everyone knows from Drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what it's called. The one everyone knows from Drive. It's called a real hero. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of real heroes, Ross. Yeah, I might as well. The, the segment's over already, Adam will win. <laughs> but I'll use this to promote my Twitch stream. I started twitching. I started twitching last Friday. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I did. I did both. Did about four and a half hours on Friday and six hours on Sunday because I oh, just wow. couldn't get enough of my new FIFA 21 stream with Newcastle United showing Steve Bruce how it's actually done. So I'll be doing that again this Friday. Can't do it over the weekend because I'll be doing the uh, the Rumble watch along. So my Twitch stream is my pick for the Hall of Fame because promotion, in Ooh, case people didn't know. It could know. win. 
It could win. That I, could I, challenge. No, you've seen the numbers. Adam does compared to everyone else. True, but this That's isn't twi- this isn't Twitch, Ross. This is the podcast. It's the same audience. You're on. No, this is home turf no. for you. No, it's not yeah. though, because people prefer Adam on this to us. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, they do. don't they do, do that. that. Look, yeah, look at that. No, Pachidi has his own audience. All right, yeah. he is his own. He's an island unto himself. We have our he's own people. Colonel Kurtz. Colonel Kurtz. So. Three amazing, hard-hitting... I'm trying to be like Jim Ross when he does the picture-in-picture. Picture. Three flame-grilled, stone-baked picks there for you this week. They were, of course, Anna Pachiti's... Oh, I should put it. Train leader followers. Because I have to insert what they say or I won't get a vote. The train leaders of Adam Pachiti. There we've gone. Uh, a specific synthwave song by LeBrock. One Night by LeBrock. That's One Ellie. Night Ellie. by LeBrock. And then Brock, all one word, Ellie Brock. Which is French for the Brock. The Brock Lesnar, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ross, Ross's pick is Ross's Twitch. Because you might as well get a cheap plug in there. Why not, eh? Why, why not? not? <laughs> Lockdown, yay. So you can, of course, vote for any of those amazing picks. Could be any of them. Doesn't have to be the one that's going to win. By going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. <laughs> this week in wrestling. Smackdown aired and my stepmom sent me uh, a lovely new wrestling COVID mask. <laughs> What's on said, it? Uh, it's, a, it's a bunch of pictures of uh, Brock Lesnar, um, the Roman Reigns and John Cena taking the, the rock bottom. A bunch nice. of someone. Someone googled wrestling. I put these all together, but my mum got it. Cause apparently, went to charity, so that's very oh, nice. Well, wear it on the stream because nice. that'll make it hard to listen. <laughs> but thank you, stepmom. So while that was happening, Jay Uso opened the show, claiming that he is going to win the rumble because he's bizarre. And he's going to head to Raw, beat Drew <laughs> Goldberg. He's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Good luck beating Drew Goldberg. He then calls out Nagamura, who turned in a brave performance in the Gauntlet last week. Nakamura comes out and beats Jay with his old good guy theme. Mm, yes. So no, that's and all they needed for Nakamura. Oh, go on. We need to mention that AK camera because I was watching SmackDown yeah. and I thought I'd drop some acid or something like that because <laughs> I couldn't believe my eyes. It's an amazing experience to watch that camera going down the ramp. It's weird because it, it takes it out of you because it, it doesn't look real. It's that more real than real thing where I go, is that the video game? Oh. Yeah, it does look like a video game because it's blurry in the in the background, but the foreground is as sharp as as sharp could possibly be. And Richard, he goes, um, I hope I think I've quoted him right here. I hope he's listening. He said that, however, whatever kit they've used to do that isn't too far away from consumer prices, whatever that means. <laughs> just be able to just become readily available. Like next week, eight K called the Holic <laughs> podcast. I sometimes think like like twenty years ago. TV when I was a kid you look at you watched it and then you'd see something from like the 80s you'd be like wow the difference is amazing nowadays you look back at the 2000s you think that, that was good that's what we thought was good so in 20 years from now what's it gonna be then it's gonna sticking be madness arms, sticking arms through the screens and give you a little tickle and stuff like that. yeah yeah can you can you R- be like, people's hair at like the 20 at like the 2042 world cup or whatever are we gonna be able to do like point of view from like whoever's the England striker at the time and like See what they're seeing and stuff. It's gonna be yeah. mad. I 
can't, I can freak that, it out. There'll be, like, it'll be Jamie Carragher on Monday Night Football, won't it? We'll all, yeah. Instead of a TV screen, we'll just all have VR headsets instead. <laughs> when he does that, why does he hunch over? <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's ready for action, isn't he? Defending. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Billy Kay accompanies the riot squad to ringside for Liv Morgan versus Natalia. She ends up accidentally costing Liv the match. The silly Billy. That's silly good. Billy. That's good. That's good that. well done, Thank yeah. you. Thanks. Yeah, her name's Billy Kay. Aye. It's good, though, because everyone wrote her off completely, didn't they, when they split up the Iconics? But it turns out that she's actually flourished, whereas Peyton's stuck in that bollocks tag team with Lacey Evans on Raw. So Billy's, st- always, Billy's always been the funnier one, though. She has, but I still think they should have just kept them together. Yeah, They'd they both have been stronger, yeah. Yeah, just goes to show, you never can tell. Baron Corbin faces Rey Mysterio with Dominic on guest commentary. Towards the end of the match, Corbin hits Dom who tries to involve himself in the match. Ray tries to stop his son from interfering, and Corbin takes advantage of all the confusion to win. Backstage, Ray tells Dom he knows just the guy to help take care of Corbin. Ooh, who's it going to be? Shorty G. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Join the Alpha Academy. <laughs> it's going to be, actually going to... It's going to be famous indie worker from the mid-2000s, Dave Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> Might be Rhino. <sighs> Get Rhino back from the NXT days. He beat Corbin once, didn't he? Or something? Who, yeah. The other thing, yeah. Who would be good? Samoa Joe. He'd be good, but he's on Raw. Hmm. I'll tell you what, did we see that video of uh, Corbin's American football days? No. When he just he gets into a bit of a fist fight with another player and he uppercuts the helmet off. Oh. My God. I know he's, they go on about him being a Golden Gloves golden champion, gloves. Oh. but seeing it done, oh, he's a hard man. He's a hard man. Why have they shackled him with such bollocks like this King gimmick on SmackDown? Let him be the hard man from the American football field. Fair enough. He should put a helmet on top of people and then uppercut it off. <laughs> it's a gimmick every week, doesn't it? This feud hasn't... I don't think it's been going on for very long, but it feels... I was When you started reading it out, I was about to be like, oh, this has been going on for ages. But I don't actually think it has. <laughs> I the, think people on, the people on SmackDown, though, seem to think it has been going on because they kept going about how Corbin's got this weird obsession with the Mysterio family. Has and he? I was, I was sat there thinking, going, that's Seth Rollins, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Not yeah, Corbin. it was. He's going to blind him. No way, that was Rollins. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a relay race. It's just like, no, I'm, I'm just going to be doing the exact same thing you just have happened here. Sorry. I'm worried that every like feud... Ken, sorry, go on. I'm just worried that every feud Ray gets in is going to be like this exact template from now on. Yeah. Oh well, he's only got another thirty years left. So, <laughs> for some reason, Bailey now has a talk show segment called "Ding Dong Hello." Ding Dong Hello. Again, I'll strike I can, fear I hear, into the hearts of the women's division. I can hear Pacini saying it. Ding Her dong, guest hello. is Bianca Belair. Bailey challenges Bianca's claim of being the best and challenges her to an obstacle course next week where Dave Meltzer will write that she didn't do it properly or something. <laughs> She's not actually that quick, <laughs> actually. <laughs> i tell you what, though, out of a really strong episode of SmackDown, this was by far and away the worst part. Why is so, that, Ross? Because it was terrible. It was cringy. I know, I know it was barely being a heel and whatnot, but it didn't land. It was just a bit, you're a bit like, a bit squirmish watching it, weren't you? Or it was just me. I thought it was the real letdown for the entire night. I've forgotten what actually happened. Can you... What happened? They were just going back. I can't remember anything they said because I was a bit like, oh, but they're just going backwards and forwards and Bailey was just being obnoxious and Bianca oh, was right. being a bit obnoxious, but in a, ni- in a nicer way, <laughs> I guess. Have I got a lag? Yeah. yeah. 
no, no, no. Um, I was, I was trying to think, of trying to say. think of something funny to say. That's right. I've, I've noticed that when Matthew, I've noticed that when Matthew pauses and we think that he's making us look like foolios, he's actually he normally then comes in with a zinger and it's quite good. So that's his little. Yeah. I've, I've worked this out about him. Yeah, Mike Floyd Mayweather were crap lines. Uh, <laughs> but also, again, one, I'm not that articulate at the best of times. And two, there is sometimes a slight like. So I'm just like, yeah, oh, okay, someone's talking. Right, let's pretend, pretend to look what? over here. What happened in the segment? I've actually forgotten what happened in the segment. Can you read the thing? Just, I can't remember. The thing you typed down. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Bailey now has a talk show segment called yeah. Ding Dong Hello. Right. Her guest yeah. is Bianca Belair. Right, right, now I'm caught. Sorry, I didn't know who we were talking about and I was like, who the hell, what happened? Oh, right, yeah. okay. I just totally forgot. <laughs> Sorry. Even as I so read when, it. So when you, and Ro- <laughs> when you and Ross were both going like, yeah, this was cringy, this was weird, I'm there like, what the hell? What the hell actually happened on this segment? See, I was going to defend it and go, I don't think it was that bad, but then you said, I can't remember if that happened. I'm like, yeah, me neither. <sighs> I think didn't Banger's earring fall out and then she picked up and gave it to her and that seemed to be the highlight and it happened afterwards. Eh, it's early days. Cesaro confronts Daniel Bryan Wait, backstage. Wait, what happened in all the, oh, the obstacle course? Sorry, I, I got it. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Right. Sorry. I think <laughs> there is a lag, but it's in Jack's <laughs> head. It's in my head. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's, sorry, guys. I don't know what's going on. It's okay, pal. Uh, one of us can be awake. Cesaro confronts Daniel Bryan backstage and seems quite jealous that oh. Nakamura shook his hand the previous week. They have a match, which Cesaro wins. Bloody hell. Bryan's putting all the lads over lately. He is at that regular thing where it's rumoured that he's, this is going to be the end bit, but... We've seen and heard that before. I think like two years ago he was teasing that, so I don't know. But wow, Cesaro and Nakamura getting proper pushes. I just remember what my Hall of Fame pick should have been. Cesaro's Macarena in that segment. Just how deadpan the guy is. Him doing that with a proper hip thrust. It had me rolling. Had the commentator's corpse as well. Send for Becky Lynch and all that good stuff. Hey, Matthew, old pal? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but it was a very good Macarena, Ross. You're right. Uh, and very good match as well. I mind the Macarena and Silly Bollocks. Yeah, Cesaro versus uh, Daniel Bryan on TV. Yeah, I'm all right with that. I'm it's good that... We'll get onto it later, but I'm good that Adam Pearce has been taking out that, that Rumble match against Reigns. One of my pitches when we eventually do the pitches video for the Rumble is going to be like involving some sort of bird's eye view shot of a scalp. Then the scalp turns out to be Cesaro, not Adam Pearce, and I'm good that can't be a thing. Oh. Can you imagine the scenes if that happened? <laughs> Oh, it's like Rumble '99, where like Austin's got that. Oh, '98, I think. Um, where Austin's got that bounty on his head. So it's like, look, look, there's Austin from behind. It's Austin, and they beat him up. It's one of the Harris brothers. Like, oh, damn it. <laughs> earlier in the night, Apollo Cruz was seen sitting with Reigns and Heyman backstage. Oh, later he beat Sami Zayn before throwing Biggie's own IC title belt at him on commentary. I like this. Every week, there's just a little bit of Apollo being a bit of a dick. Not a complete dick, just a little bit of a dick. Because sometimes that's all you need. Just a, little a little bit, bit of dick. A, bit of dick. a little <laughs> bit of dick. Just He's being tip. just the tip. Thank you very much. <laughs> Apollo, so. just the tip. Yeah. Crew. <laughs> that's, a, that's a shirt. W.com. Hey, they could do worse, uh, as we've seen this week with that mm, Finn Balor shirt. Just just the tip. The, the, the tip, just the... <laughs> Uh, Roman and Pierce have their contract signing with the stipulation change to a last man standing match. Pierce then leaves but starts the limp halfway up the ramp. He reveals that an old injury has flared up, meaning he'll have to name a replacement. Out comes Kevin Owens to sign the contract 
and Reigns looks concerned. Oh no, how's he going to beat the guy he beat last month? Ooh, lots of cynicism there. Um, but I'm with you, Ross. On one hand, I'm very surprised that so many people took the bait and were like, they made a match graphic. It's happening. And Pierce's first match in WWE since 97. Uh, and then it obviously didn't happen. And now people are like, oh. Yeah, no, it's weird, isn't it? Because uh, the world was melting this time last How could they put Adam Pierce in this proper high-profile match at the Rumble? Then it's like, oh, I actually wanted to see it. But I thought I thought it was a nice little plot point along this story with Roman. It's nice to see week-to-week stories coming back to main roster WWE. That's the main point we can take away from this. But then I saw people kicking off this week that it wasn't Nakamura and uh, it was Owens instead. But I reckon it's fine being Owens. I know Owens isn't going to win, but would Nakamura win at this point? I'm not sure he would. But uh, Owens got murdered, remember, by Reigns through a massive table over Christmas. So he's, he's got he's got beef to be put in that match against Reigns once again. Exactly, Ross. Closing the words there, Jack. I really wanted Adam Pearce in the match, and I'm sad. <laughs> really did. No, they, they want to see the reputation of the world title shot at the Rumble. I mean, Hardcore Holly took on Brock Lesnar in 04. He did, he did. Monday Night Raw, a Randy Orton vignette. Oh, this opens Raw. The... Oh, every week now, I was going to say, every week. Every we're week. Like, we're in a see... positive program. We love see, wrestling. Yay. Keith... And what Raw comes on, we're like, oh. Do you see Keith Lee's tweet? I don't know why WWE are hiring so many fire majors. <laughs> Randy Orton vignette opens this show. He's wearing a mask. He wants to be voted as mayor of Mexico City. No, he's wearing a mask <laughs> after last week's fireball incident. But he refuses to blame Alexa, despite it being literally Alexa who threw the fireball. He instead blames The Fiend and vows to win the Royal Rumble. That's right, Randy Orton is burnt face man. Yes. Which is a prime reference for people 25 and old. So, oh, and that was it. Randy Orton did not appear later on. He just did his thing with his mask. It lasted about 10 minutes. I like and, the way uh, it was shot yeah. and I like I like the delivery. But him gan him stand there going, "Me and my first degree burns the so soul when he's literally <laughs> murdered a man with fire." It's like, "How are you, Randy? But after soon you'll be fine in a couple of weeks." <laughs> the fiend has died and you're there moaning. It was I just thought it was a bit funny. <laughs> What, the mask, he really looked like someone, and I couldn't for the life El, of me work El out El Santo, innit? Ah, was that it? Yes. Ah, El ah, Santo. Of course it was, the <laughs> rascal. What's he like? Yeah, I just think it was nice to see someone from WWE wearing a mask. Yay! <sighs> could, there's another one of those jokes coming up later, I reckon. I reckon I've, I've, I I've seen so. you coming, Matthew. I've seen you oh, coming. I can see me coming now, Ross, damn it. Lacey Evans and Ric Flair are interviewed backstage. Lacey doesn't let Rick get a word in and claims that she's learning from the dirtiest player in the game. And Flair's like, yep. Aisha oh, oh. is. Well, they're shagging, aren't they? Yeah. Oh. yeah. All Heavily. the best of them. All the best of them. <laughs> I'm sure they're very in love. Can't get in the way of true love, that's what I'm saying. And someone once asked Debbie Harry what first attracted you to the millionaire Paul Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. That's very funny. Touch, but true. Mustafa, sorry, Mustafa Ali, don't like to mispronounce names there on the show, says he hopes Kofi Kingston is in pain. The same six minutes you gave me, James. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Cheers. Uh, yeah. I thought that promo, even though it was shot early in the day, was very good, very well done. Mace then defeats Xavier Woods, possibly the nerdiest singles match to happen in WWE ever. And Ali again calls out Kofi through the camera. 
That was a series of events that happened. It <laughs> certainly was. <laughs> clean win for Retribution on Raw. Well, clean-ish, what am I talking about? They're on a row. I think they're, they're unbeaten this year, aren't they, or something like that? 2021? Yeah, they probably it's, are. It's all coming up Retribution. <laughs> Three weeks in, undefeated in 2021. Uh Oh, also, sorry, I missed out a bit, Lacey Evans. I would hate to do that. They're here to support Peyton Royce in a match against Charlotte, but the Queen picks up the win because it's Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Of course, even with the, the, the distraction. Is her, pro- is her promo from later on written down? What was that? I hope so. It's the promo where she was on about how uh, she's been learning her whole life from the dirtiest player in the game, but she's never gone down that path. She would never, ever be a dick like Ric Flair was. Of course she would. <laughs> That's just that's not true. What you said on Raw. It's, <laughs> it's like, what, the third or fourth time they've done a, by the way, uh, uh, do you know that my dad's a very famous wrestler? Followed by the, I want to get out of my dad's shadows. It's like it's the same like year-long thing with her every time she shows up. Yeah. It's so just Lace, Lacey's very much committed to getting inside the head of Charlotte Flair, and it's she's going to extreme lengths to get there, and all the more power to her. Why is she shagging him? <laughs> we don't know if she is. I reckon she's just leading him on, and then she's going to turn on right, him. That Jack, last week there, when she didn't get changed before going back to the hotel room, which means that she got changed in the hotel room with Ric Flair there. That doesn't necessarily mean they did anything. I reckon it's going to be revealed that she was leading him on and she's going to be like, you sad old man, I would never get with you. And then that'll happen at some point. Am I just... Am I just... Death. Is this just what I'm hoping? Yeah, I'm hoping it doesn't turn into Dawn Marie. <laughs> I reckon there's... I reckon that she's gone on that website you talked about earlier. <laughs> wrestlers, wrestlers or what the hell it was you were talking I about? I can confirm Missy Hyatt's report from many years ago that Ric Flair's <laughs> dick bends to the left. <laughs> Rick, baby's arm holding an apple flare. <laughs> Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax argue backstage like they've done every bloody week before. Shayna beats Manny Rose in a short match. Shayna and Nia continue to argue, but explain that the current women's tag champs aren't exactly best friends either. So now would be the perfect time for a rematch. It would, because Charlotte and Asuka don't even meet up when they get to Raw together. They don't even say hello. They just do their own thing. But they're the women's tag team champions. Don't worry about it. Okay. (laughs) It's the women's tag division, don't worry. And then just like Drew Gulak last week, Ricochet fails to defeat AJ Styles to qualify for the Rumble. But it's a great match with an amazing finish. Currently one of the highlights of 2021. Even more so than Retribution being undefeated. The front suplex, bounce off the ropes, enter Styles Clash. Yeah, no complaints here whatsoever. That was the only highlight of Raw for me. Just that match as a as a whole was just fantastic. But uh, Ricochet's selective amnesia stuff, that was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> You've yeah. got selective amnesia, AJ Styles. You, you did some silly stuff for TLC, but I'll forget to mention that I beat you on Raw a while ago because I've got <laughs> selective amnesia too. <laughs> It's probably a symptom where... of COVID, which I possibly have from attending that part. Anyway, what were we saying? I thought you were going to go for that mass gatherings thing, Ricochet, not getting in the rumble. He loves a mass gathering during a, a pandemic, doesn't he? Hey. There you go, that was the singer. They had another one, didn't they? They've had, they've had two now. Two parties, him and Casey. Two times. Two times. Two times. Miz and Morrison welcome this week's guest, Goldberg. It's not... 
It's the one man who's happy to see Goldberg because it means he gets a paycheck from WWE. <laughs> Gilberg! <laughs> and look, this segment was crap. Badly written, badly done. But I get a kick out of Gilbert because of the sheer enthusiasm he brings to every segment he does. Oh, he does, he does. Because he used to be over the top Goldberg, like, Rah! but Goldberg doesn't do that anymore. He's all stoical and like Steven Seagal in a 2010 film. So it's just Gilbert doing an impression of Gilbert now. <laughs> Rah! Rah! You're next. Rah! They introduce a Drew McIntyre non union equivalent, and the two <laughs> imposters face off. I'll say this though, it was the possibly the best attempt at the Scottish accent that's been on that show in years. It, he you was know. Tom Campbell pointed out, he's some actual actor. Who was it? What's he in? I the, his name. San, the Santa Claus. Yes. Not Tim Allen, obviously, but it's the other dude. It's Tim Allen. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Allen was on Raw and no one Tim, mentioned his name. Tim Allen in to play Drew. David Crumbots. Oh, damn it. That was a crap pun, but I wanted to say it. Drew Infinity. And be honest. We're pointless anyway. What was the point doing that? What? Drew Infinity and Beyond, Matthew. Oh, Drew. Oh, Because oh, oh. Tim Allen played Buzz Lightyear in oh, Toy Story. Yeah. Go I on, was John. Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> oh, no, don't. No, Get him on it again. He brought, he, he brought it home. He brought he wrestling did. home last week, did John? He did. The, uh, Charlie Ray Jepsen. He did. But is, is it a weird thing to think of Buzz Lightyear just being a... That, that's him. He's an actual actor. It is, weird. By somebody. it is weird, but then whenever you see something else with Tim Allen or Tom Hanks in, because as a kid, that was the first thing I saw with either of them in. So then when you see them oh. in other stuff, it feels wrong. It's like, that's, that's Woody's voice. That's not Woody. Tell you what I need to tell you, but I need to admit something. I lived, you know, I lived the first 20 years of my life thinking the voice of Buzz Lightyear was George Clooney. I can see it. I can I see had, it. I had no idea that Mr. Allen was a human being. I just thought it was George Clooney. <laughs> I can I can see it though. He's got a similar voice actually. Yeah, very traumatic experience. I got laughed out the room. <laughs> oh terrible. Terrible, terrible. I'm terrible. sorry to hear that. Thank you. But I thought that segment oh, sorry, was though. okay. I thought that segment was okay until Drew came out. I thought, you know, pair of heels getting some some heat booking booking Goldberg and then whapping out Goldberg because they can't afford the actual Goldberg. I thought it was fine. And then we saw the Drew guy with his ass crack out, and I was just thinking there's got to be a better way than just looking at this ass crack. <laughs> yeah, uh, the guy did a pretty all right, decent Scottish accent, and it was just, but it's, again, it's so weird. They were like, all right, what do we know about Scotland? And there's a big board behind him, it just says Braveheart. I'm like, okay. Was there a sequel to Braveheart? No, I'm being told there isn't. Um, cool. It's, it's all they see to know is they talk funny, they wear skirts and freedom. And then that's it. It's the only knowledge of it. But they big up how great it is for the UK. And everything. Anyway, it's just funny to me. I can't think of any other big Scottish. It's better than like, it's better than them taking inspiration from train spotting. They should oh. do. They should bring out, like, bring out the train spotting lads. Come on. Or at least like, you're not Iron Drew. Uh, no. <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah. And then Miz stands triumphant over non-union equivalents. And says he's going to cash in his money in the bank, blah, blah, blah. Good times. Backstage, Bobby Lashley stamps on... <laughs> I forgot about this bit. I forgot yeah, about this. I was telling Ross, look out for this, for WTF. Uh, well, I saw it. <laughs> and I saw the follow-up bit as well, which doubled down how bad it was. Oh, I don't know the follow-up bit. I'm excited. We'll talk about the first All right, first, yeah, we'll sum it up for people who didn't see it. Lashley, uh, Riddle's backstage, and he's doing the Riddle thing where her business walked by, and Riddle's just like, 
dude, whoa, whoa, dude, 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 whoa. What if crisps eat people, dude, whoa. <laughs> and they're like, oh, go away. And Lashley goes to stomp on his foot. And this would have been fine if the camera was here. It was panned down a bit. So Lashley went, oh, yeah, stomp. Nowhere near his foot. And Riddle went, oh, bro, my foot. And then rolled by on his ass. Like a but, boss in a computer game that, send, that stamps on the floor and sends shockwaves. You've got yeah. to jump over them. But Riddle didn't jump. It was like that. Like, Bang! Yeah. Lashley used earthquake. Yeah. And then the next segment, like, it was Riddle's, Riddle's foot up to the camera like that. Um, the wrong foot. Yeah, the wrong foot. By the way, I'd like to point out I fixed the autofocus issue this week. I'm very happy. Either let's, foot let's do that again. Foot. Still in focus. Yes. Bloody dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can put them back up now. Oh, well, I'll fix that later. But yeah, the wrong foot. Up like Quentin Tarantino. Uh, up there going, whoa, my wrong foot. Bro, 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 dude, blow. And then that was it. So maybe because Riddle is the stupidest man on the roster, maybe he just didn't realise that he hadn't actually been hit in the foot. That's All she needed to do with the power of suggestion was say, I'm going to stamp on your foot. Stomp. No! And that he's, was it. He's that stupid that he hurts one foot, yeah. but actually thinks it's, the other one's injured. That's how that's yeah. how stupid he is now. But I thought it was, it was shocking that he would use a turn of phrase, like, I'm going to stick my foot up your ass, when he takes things so literally on Monday Night Raw. I thought it was shocking <laughs> to hear him say that. Not followed by, oh, we'll send like the magical school bus down to have a look at my foot in your ass or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's, like, that, yeah. it's like... Is that your... That's, that's stoners in Ross's that's, 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 that's my stoner voice, I. <laughs> the magical school bus. Oh, fantastic show, by the way. Very much uh, a staple on CBBC back in the day. What was the, one, what was the one that everyone's parents watched with Zebedee and the dog? Magic, Magic roundabout. roundabout. That was Magic more. Roundabout, like, yeah, that was more yeah. acid, actually. That was more. That was weird. That was more trippy. Uh, all the drugs on that show work, or yeah. so I'm told. But I like to. I like the idea of undercover cop Ross. All right, there's a drug deal going down, Ross. All right, all right. Pretend to be hey, like, it's magical school bus, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, lads, lads, you see how small the bus guys like you know, guys down my throat and all that stuff. Like, want some talk? <laughs> What were you doing? What were you like? Hi, yeah, really? I was just like, I've just been thinking about buzzcocks ever since. Hi, yeah. Hi, Ethan Page. Hi, yeah. <laughs> Me and Trekker. <laughs> oh. Right, let's smash your pasty. Magical school bus. <laughs> oh. Uh, anyway, well, oh, yeah, then Riddle kicks Lashley afterwards and runs while Shelton and Cedric continue to not get along. Blah, blah, blah. Hurt business. Lucha house party. You like Next. the hurt business, you? Oh, you now, do- you're, now you're bored of them. I do, but we had such a good time talking about magical school buses. Oh, that's me. Who cares? But no, the Lucha House Party, my boy Lindsay and his pal came out and they're brave and they're going to beat them. And I believe it's the Jack Matthew Derby. It's all boys going against each other and I can't wait. Jeff Hart, that was me thinking of something funny to say and nothing happened. Jeff Hart (laughs) and Jack Sarega have another match, which Elias interferes in to cause the DQ. Riker and Elias argue, so many arguing teammates, which allows Hardy to get the jump on them. Riker takes care of him regardless, hitting a black hole slam. Has it got a name? I just put black hole slam because it was that, but I didn't know if it's got a name yet. Uh, if it's about him, it's he's the black hole of charisma slam. Whoa, whoa. whoa that was clever. <laughs> See, <laughs> still loading that last one. Yeah, any other thoughts here on the exciting team? Just that... Just I'll split that, up by the time I release this. Like you said, just that, yeah, every team, every, so many teammates arguing on this show. Naya and Shayna, 
her business. Uh, there was another one as well. I've not just there's not just two. There's more. Surely there's more. I can't have just made a fool of myself. There's more. There's definitely more. There'll be more. Yeah. There'll be more. It's really bad when there's arguing teammates, isn't it, Jack? <laughs> that's that's the great thing yeah. about being the third wheel of the podcast. I can just sit back and watch. You're not the th- Hold on. Uh, third wheel. Had a way, lads. Had a way. I feel like I feel like the podcast's a tricycle. Undercover Geordie Ross. <laughs> I mean, magical school bus like. I feel like the podcast's a tricycle. Matthew's the front wheel. And depending on which corner he's going oh, okay, round, yeah. me or Ross become more important depending on what we're doing at that, at that given moment. I feel like the podcast is, you know those things that people have on their desk, the clackers that just go backwards and forwards? No, no. I'm the frame and you two are the hanging <laughs> clackers just going off each other backwards. You, lo- you love us tiffs every week, but I just sit back and watch. What a little you, bit awkward. What? You know Where what is that is, Ross? Because sometimes you only need the tip. Uh. Coming soon to Cultaholic Shop. <laughs> But yeah, what was I going to say? Jackson Riker. I don't know what else to say about that. It's uh, well, yes, I was <laughs> story gonna say, of his life. Why do all of the wrestlers have to be stupid? Well, apart from a select few, why do they all have to be stupid? Because obviously you got Riddle on Raw, where the, the balance between stoner and idiot has now gone full idiot instead of like, you know, a, a happy medium. But now Riker not getting like, oh, I want you to get involved. Uh, but then, then go, why do they all have to be stupid? Why? I don't Because the writers are stupid, maybe. Yeah. That's what I Because Raw stinks. Of. <laughs> Fair enough. And then you watch SmackDown and you go, oh, it isn't just WWE then, it's it's just Raw. Yeah. SmackDown's all right. I mean, it, it's worst. It could be, like, forgettable. Is that because Vince has more of a hand, he's got more control over Raw, do you think? Or is it just the writers? Who knows? Well, who knows, yeah. Let's make up something. Uh, it's Adam Pearce. What a great guy. Fun. Writing oh. everything on the show by himself. I was reading over the weekend that apparently Brian has, like, a big rolling creative like full stop on smackdown now yeah maybe he's just a really good writer booker yeah. <laughs> have nakamura and cesaro win matches on smackdown my god daniel you're a genius <laughs> who, who, who against daniel me one of the greatest wrestlers ever yeah that works that's a good idea yeah fair enough on raw the look at the script going he's mad he's mad <laughs> uh, where's the fireballs the lads yeah where's the fire mages <laughs> Earlier in the night, Alexa welcomed Asuka as a guest on Alexa's... How could I have forgotten this already? On Alexa's playground. Instead of interviewing Asuka, she talked to invisible folk and acted all creepy. Christ then they clash in the main event. The lights go down midway through, and Alexa does a quick costume change. Now she starts wrestling like she's Neo in the Matrix. And yeah, she was like, she knew jiu-jitsu. Yeah, Breezy takes down takes care of the Raw Women's Champion, and she wins with Sister Abigail. But it's a non-title match, but she's spooky. Mm. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that, that playground <laughs> segment has already won the award for the worst segment of the year in 2021. I'm convinced of it. Nothing can, and this is nothing against either Asuka or Alexa, because Alexa plays the... Oh, no. What happened? It's all right. The, the, the Amazon device over there lit up. Um, <laughs> oh. She... Mrs. Bliss is playing the role very, very well. But what is being written for her is absolute garbage. It's like, I was saying the other day, it's like, imagine if you had pals who didn't like the wrestling come around to yours, you know, if we'd have lockdown and all that. And you're like, oh, my job's actually quite good, lads. I'm not, you shouldn't be ashamed of me to be your friend. Wrestling's actually not that bad. And then you would flick, you'd flick that on, right? You'd flick that on and you would, imagine what would happen. And I know I shouldn't be saying that, but like, this is what we should be, wrestling shouldn't be something that other people look down on. But you see segments like that and it just, you, other people would look down on it because it's that bad. She was also the other one in the, 
Bailey, this is your life segment. She gets this sort of stuff. Yeah. And she does her and she does her best with it. It's not her fault. But there's it's, often it is the writing's writing, bad. She, yeah. she's, she is fantastic, but it's just oh, the writing is so bad. She's one of the best actors in WWE on the roster, yeah. but she gets given some bad material like. See, I'm someone who is all right with the different stuff in wrestling, the Invisible Man and the Orange Cassidy and all the other stuff. And when my mates used to mock me, my wrestling mates used to mock me, and that's bad. Because as Ross just said, if your normal mates are mocking you, it's one thing. If your freaky wrestling friends are mocking you, <laughs> like, that's it. Because I said, oh, I like The Fiend. <laughs> what? Matthew, you are right, The Fiend. And I went, well, you know, I mean, WWE bad. I'm like, no, 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 Like, I like the Firefly Funhouse stuff. I like those little bits. And this is just before you had those epic crap matches with Seth Rollins. So like, yeah. Yeah, maybe they, were, they they saw something I didn't. But I'm all right with that stuff when it's done all right. The, Ale- it's, the Alexa Bliss stuff is just so, like, Hollywood trying to do a scary indie thing, you know. Mm. And then the lights go off. And then she's super Alexa. Uh, sorry, you're Mrs. Bliss. <laughs> Mrs. Bliss. <laughs> It's a thing because like I I love the stupid bollocks in wrestling. You can name it all down the years, but there, there is a fine line between like the charm that only the silly bollocks in wrestling has, and then what the Alexa Bliss stuff is. And it, it's I don't know what it is, and it's all subjective, isn't it? Some people liked it, some people I, I'm all the ones that didn't. But it's it's yeah, it's just it seems to be happening every single week on Raw now without relenting. <laughs> well, plus another thing, they did this with Miz and Morrison and the New Day. I think last week. Yeah, if you're gonna have all these wacky characters, it's fine. But you've got to have, as we said last time, the Morecambe and the Wise. Yeah, you need a straight man. Yeah. You can't have two Morecams. It doesn't work. No. So, Alexa Bliss trying to put off Asuka, who already comes to the ring with her, her mask and she's sauntering. She's already really, really over the top. Yeah. Japanese and all that stuff that she does. It doesn't really work. You need, like, someone bland and bored. Lance Storm. Lance Storm and Alexa Bliss in the segment would have been amazing. <laughs> but just as a work, which is like, whoa. Yeah. She's more, Asuka's more of the top than Alexa Bliss. Asuka's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah she is, yeah. Anyway, we've turned into a bunch of grumpy old men, so let's move on to AW Dynamite for a different type of complaining. Like the fuse. Yes. Hangman Page and the Dark Order team up to beat Chaos Theory in TH2 after Luther threatened to ruin Brody Jr.'s birthday. <gasps> And then afterwards, he showed up and went, my birthday was three days ago, you idiot. And yeah. <laughs> and afterwards, Dark Order popped the question. John Silver got down on uh, one knee, and he was the same size as me, and asked Hangman Page, look, Hangman Page, you've got beautiful hair. Are you going to join the Dark Order? And he went, I, I looked at he can't. And it still did the, he yeah. said yes. He's like, oh. <laughs> the parade that started oh. to come out of the tunnel and the dog order were like, get back. Oh, no, he lads, said no. Lads, it's so know, good. Throw the X. You know. But then it quickly became very heartbreaking, actually. It, they have turned the dark order around so well. Yeah. Because they were like, girl, we're mean and scurvy and we're going to ruin AW. And people are like, you certainly are. You're bloody awful. <laughs> and then next to the power of BTE and the little segment Silver and everybody else have done, they've, they've gone, oh, I really like these, these bunch of idiots. You can wrestle sometimes. And uh, yeah, good did the hangman didn't join. I was just going to say, I was watching one of the pay-per-views he uploaded to uh, YouTube uh, last year when the lockdown happened the first time. And it was the entrance of the Dark Order was the first thing I saw. And it was when Evil Luna was the pervert with his, his minions that would make the throne and like <laughs> stro- stroke his thigh and be a bit all sexual about it. How, it's amazing how far they've come in a different yeah. direction. <laughs> yeah. And 
And the the great thing I thought about this as well was the the bit where Hangman was like, I can't join, and then he gave his reasons for it, and you felt really sorry for him because he's he's been hurt before in the elite, and he was like, I just think I'm better on my own. And then I saw a comment on Reddit, which was brilliant. Someone was freaking out. They were like, he went down the heel tunnel. Why did he go down the heel tunnel? And then the top reply was, he thinks he's a bad person. Oh, oh, oh. God. Oh, no. Hangman, you're the hero. I just that wish he would realise it. I just wish he would realise it himself. Oh, it's really good story. I'm enjoying oh, that's it a, a fan- That's a fantastic observation from Reddit, though, because me being a massive brick, and not getting nuance at all. I was like, oh, he's upset the fans. He's gone back to drinking. He's gone down the heel tunnel. He's a bad guy. But that makes more sense, doesn't it? He, he thinks, thinks he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's hurt man page. Oh. <laughs> Sting. Sorry. Sting. Congratulates Darby Allen, but they're interrupted by Team Taz on the Tron because they don't dare get in the same area as them. So they're, they're scared safe. of Sting. They're yeah. terrified. One of those panic, panic rooms backstage. Uh, they tell they challenge Darby and Sting to take it to the streets because they're street fighters <laughs> and I resisted the urge to say anything there because I'm a good lad and they accept we're going to have a street fight between some lads in Team Taz and Darby and Sting well, ding, excited ding <laughs> big ding You're right. it's ding it's ding, ding. <laughs> it's the well, big bell Ding just accepted, but we don't just, really just know what tip. it is yet. Just the ding. He, uh, they accepted, but we don't know what it is yet. I'm guessing it'll be something that can hide Sting's flaws a little bit, which is good. Yeah, proper cinematic stuff. Um, it was nice, nice for Sting to take over two months to congratulate Darby. Yeah, and and nice, nice, nice for Sting to actually like do something now. Like I'm pleased because I was getting really quite sick of him just coming out and Taz running away and going, ah, oh, the snow. Now at least something's going on. It was just great. It's like, I'm scared of you, Sting. Snow. Uh, sting! <laughs> Do you know when? That reminds me, the, the bit of that opening match where Luther got slammed into the cake. For the rest of the match, he's just in the background on the stage, just melding because of the cake. He's like, <laughs> And his voice was not... Has anyone heard Luther talk before? He sounds about 20 years old, doesn't he? <laughs> hey, what's up, dudes? <laughs> I've just been on the magic school bus. <laughs> but, um, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I thought, I'm glad that Sting's doing something now. <laughs> the backhanded column of this, Sting did something. <laughs> it's been three weeks. Also, two little bits of Taz news. Um, they took down AW Dark on YouTube to make some changes to remove <laughs> some uh, questionable Taz commentary, which annoyed me because it's the best thing about AW Dark. I mean, what the hell? It's like a cheese with near cheesecake. It's not going to have Taz, Taz talking silly bollocks. Uh, something about playing the skin flute. I don't know. I wasn't there. But the other thing, uh, this week sadly saw the demise of Paul Veland. I'm probably mispronounced this. I'm sorry. Paul Veland's an early 90s UFC fighter. The polar bear. The polar... Oh, good. You remember him. I'm the polar bear who had an infamous moment in ECW with Taz. He was brought in in 96 at the, the period of, well... Believe it or not, Taz had his team Taz back then, all surrounding him and telling him how great he was. Wrestling cyclical, I guess. And they brought in the polar bear to take on Taz. And it was going to be a you know match fake and everything like that. Paul then allegedly got cold feet about a week or so before the event happened and thought, you know, I actually feel bad about wrestling that, that a fake ass wrestler match. I'm a big old real fighter. And they were panicking what we're going to do, what we're going to do. 
And apparently the story is Taz went, let's do it for real. Let's whoa. fight for real. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Apparently it was very briefly considered. This is all like Power Slam Wrestling Observer stuff from 20 years ago, so probably it's all bollocks, but let's just go with it being real. Um, yeah, they were going to go with it, and then eventually they relented and Paul wrestled. And they were still worried that he was going to shoot on Taz and just kill him. Yeah. That they had like wrestlers surrounding the ring just in case. In the... In the first lockdown, I watched some of the... Uh, I, went, I did, like, the month's free trial for UFC Fight Pass because I was just really bored. I watched, like... I didn't want to watch the modern ones. I wanted to watch the old crap ones. Mm. And, obviously, in the first tournament, you've got, like, a sumo guy and a, it's just, like, a, a it's like a, the cast of a fighting game. There's just all different types because mixed martial arts was legitimately just a mixture of different people who did one thing. Now it's people who can do everything. And the polar, Paul's kind of thing was that he was just a monster like he was just huge so I don't know what Taz was thinking if that's true <laughs> because he's a big big lad a big lad and apparently afterwards Taz spent some time bragging I'm this this I'm convinced listening to shooting interviews talk about Taz uh, like oh I could have taken him and all this like if it was for real I would have done him in and Paul's alleged response was along the lines of how can I lose to someone who doesn't even come up to my waist oh. so, R.I.P. Polar Bear to be fair, he's a, he was a very, very big guy. It's a big guy mm. for you. The books show up at Omega's house, but Marvez he's not there. Marvez is on the ball. Marvez is on the ball. Marvez is a creep. <laughs> no, he's not. He's just a. He's just a very good journalist. Hiding he, in people's bushes. <laughs> So Jumping out with a camera crew. I've heard there's a meeting going on, lads. They're like, what the hell are you doing here? How would they, you don't, they don't teach you that on journalism courses. Let me tell you that for, for, for a fact. To hide hey, in people's bushes. In England? Like, <laughs> yeah. You need a master's in there. Don Callis <laughs> offers them a check to basically cut themselves out of Kenny's life. They refuse and beat him up. At least they're acknowledging that, okay, Kenny Omega, full diddler. Gallows and Andersons. Impact diddlers. Young books? Who knows? Yeah. So we still don't know what the bloody hell they're doing, which sums up the last what, 12 months of Young Book storyline. We need to mention uh, the painting. I, I think we do. Sometimes I'll see something when I'm watching Dynamite and I'll think, that's Ross's thumbnail for WTF. <laughs> that was the thumbnail. It wasn't- <laughs> yeah. Unless, unless Graded nicked it. Um, yeah, that will be no, the no, thumbnail. I, Owen was like, what should I make the thumbnail? And I was like, anything apart from the painting. I'm think, I think Ross will want that. <laughs> Thank you. At least right. somebody does that. Everyone, every every other graded presenter nicks my thumbnails. No, it's Nobbit. all right. Do you know what? Inconsiderate. Tell you what, not only is he a graded presenter, but Tom Campbell nicked my joke and tweeted it. I was like, ooh. <gasps> what about ooh. Pokemon wrestling a billion lines? No, no, no. <laughs> oh. He, um, yeah, that's right. He, um, you know when, uh, was it Alex Shelley got pulled out of that match and then Moose got put in? And I was like, in the in our private thing, I was like, oh, the Motor City machine guns. And then Tom tweeted it. So that's cool. And then That's one person, the joke he stole. All right. All right, mate. <laughs> the Motor City machine guns. That's right up oh. Tom's street. No, that's right up Tom's street, that. And then he said, you should tweet that. And I went, no, I'm not going to tweet it. I'm all right. So then he did. Oh, now, okay. Now nah, he I, asked then. No, he asked. no, he didn't ask. He didn't ask. He just said you should tweet it, and I didn't. And then he went ahead. And then someone replied, some girl, some girl, that sounds horrible. Some girl. No, some, some skirt. A lovely viewer of ours. <laughs> Where did you learn that sort of lingo, young man? <laughs> so, a, a, a woman, 
replied saying, this is a really funny joke, Tom, essentially. Oh, like, she was like, this is really good. And then he put thank you at me. Uh, usually comes up with these sort of zingers, but he's been really quiet today, winky face. I was like, he's rubbing it in. He's rubbing it in. Oh. He, gave, he gave you credit there. Initially, he, I was thinking, no, he didn't in, give me. In, initially, I was thinking that's unacceptable behavior from Tom's part, but he's, he he's, gave me, he's added you. He, yes, he has, but he's not explained. He's not <laughs> he explained. added you to let you know. He took your joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now all the all the followers are dead impressed with him and that. Disgusting. I should clarify that Tom's fantastic and that I'm not actually annoyed at him because I, the last thing I want is for people to think that I don't like Tom. How can you not like Tom? By the He's way, the nicest guy. Royal Rumble bet update, which came via Tom, of course. I think he was was he the one who shared it in the in the chat? Yeah, the Nakamura thing. Yeah. So I put twenty five quid enough to see it. After seeing Adam did, because I was like, well, I've got to now, otherwise I'll regret it for the rest of my life. Currently, I could cash out for one hundred and thirty nine pound twenty one. Do it today. I'm not doing do it, it now. Do it. Do it. Wait until Rumble Day. That hopefully that'll be up to like two hundred by Rumble. It might go down if he's if he's chances of him. No, my odds are fixed at hundred to one. But can't the cash out amount differ? I've got no idea how it works, Jack. I feel like if, say, like Nakamura breaks his leg tomorrow, <laughs> then I think you'll cash out for like 2p or so. I think it can fluctuate. I'm going to bet that you, you can't break a leg via surfing, which is all Nakamura does apparently. No, I'm not saying he's going to break a leg, but I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that I don't think, because I've put a bet on as well. Don't bet on wrestling, everyone, but I've put a bet on as well for Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble. I've gone against the, I the office se- line. I put a secondary one on when um, Drew got COVID. I put Goldberg to win the Rumble, stuck a fiver on. Obviously, that match got made last week, so I cashed out straight away, got my fiver back. Nice, nice, yeah, that's good, that's good. Tactical betting. No, I I just feel like everyone's gone a bit mad in the office. Like, I'll, I'll happily hold my hands up if Nakamura doesn't win, and I'll be like, fair enough, everyone, Tom, if Nakamura does win, and be like, you all oh, right. I don't think he's going to win. I just think you got to get on those odds when he's 100 to 1, don't you? Get some so. money back, yeah. And when you all... Uh, when you all go out for your fancy meal with your winnings, you don't need to invite me. I'll just be, I'll, I'll be like, all right, fair enough. When I get my McDonald's delivered to my flat yeah, to eat on my own. Can't even, <laughs> yeah, we can't. I forgot that we can't have social interactions. It's all right. They'll send an invite to you and Tom will come. <laughs> then he'll at me in a picture of, eh. <laughs> your, your dinner was delicious. Winky face. But... What oh, were we talking we? about there? Yeah, we're not going to tell you that. I like it when that show no. that happens on the show. AEW, well, oh, yeah, AEW's AW. the the Omega House with the painting of themselves. Oh yes, and Kenny Omega basically is an insane, crazy person from an early '90s comedy, uh, where yeah, Don Callis has shown up and he's he's what's the word I'm looking for? He's making him bad. Yeah, he's accentu- accentuating his dickness. Yeah, he's. Yeah. But it, that that portrait, remember that promo that Jake the Snake cut? <laughs> More than just the tip. Do you remember that promo that uh, Jake the Snake cut about him managing Lance Archer was simply down to getting turned down by watching Lance Archer yes. beat up men? That portrait then gave me similar vibes from Don and Kenny. Not to, not to set the cat among the pigeons or anything, but you know. I just they, thought, it's, the, it's not even that Don looks as big as Kenny. It's the jeans that really disturbed me for some reason. They're both wearing jeans. No top. It's like that uh, uh, Ahmed Johnson picture from the, the mid-90s. Ah. <laughs> in his uh, denim hot pants. <laughs> Not He's just painted in. Oh, God. He was so proud of them. His interview was like, yeah, look how great I look. <laughs> he did look good. You're not messing with him. But uh, can it's we talk about the... Can you make sense of the uh, the camera bit? Because obviously yeah, he, so... he, he banishes... Um, 
banishes that creep Marvez down to the dungeon Maybe to get long. stretched, stretched by Nakazawa in the, in the dungeon. Uh, by Stu uh, Hart as <laughs> Brett records the audio on his tape recorder. I feel like what was meant to happen is they've, they've gone, right, we need this bit where Don Callis offers the check to the books. We need that to seem really underhanded and private. So we need some kind of way of filming it without breaking kayfabe. But it did come across a bit contrived, I will it say. It was dumb. Just call it what it was. It was dumb. We're allowed to say it's dumb. Sorry, TK. <laughs> and yeah, five I pounds. thought it was great. I'll tell you what they could have done, though, which I did. I thought they would have done with, you know, Callis' uh, connections with Impact. Get the old fly-on-the-wall camera back that was so good. That was one thing TNA used to do so well back in the day was the fly-on-the-wall camera that the wrestlers didn't know was there. Where was Ooh. that? Marvez has got that in his own house, the creep. <laughs> he could have had that set up in Kenny Omega's through the window or something I don't know I just had the thought of a pre-show a cold open where Marvez sneaks in like Mission Impossible into Kenny's house to plant to bug it it'd be so good yeah it was a weird segment but it's that type of weird that AW seems to do alright with I'm liking Kenny Omega because I like the fact that I know I'm supposed to be booing him now yeah after a while it's like I think we said before very convoluted, long ways. AW's great, but I don't like the fact that people... It's almost like we're talking to comic book people, and you're like, all right, cool, I'm watching the show. What, what does this mean? What's he better? Oh, you idiot, Matthew, you simple-minded dweeb. Don't you remember from New Japan Pro Wrestling six years ago, they did it? It's like, no. No, I don't. So sometimes I'm glad that I understand what's happening because they make it really obvious. Sometimes I don't like this. But also, the Young Bucks, they're kind of good, but kind of bad. But I love the... Wow, really relatable babyface bit where Don Cullis tries to pay them off with a massive check. And the young books, the relatable young books go, we made that last week. Like, now we're, cool. I think, we're, I think we've talked about this before. Because we're English, do we find the young books more heelish than Americans would? Because England's yes. not about... Because in England, in America, being a winner's good. Then in England, being a winner's like, oh, big head. Being a winner is all right. Bragging about being a winner is yeah. bad. That's what yeah. the young books do. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think the good point there, Jack. Good good flips. Anyway, we'll stop talking about this. It'll be three hours long. Cody Rhodes faces Pretty... Christ. Pretty <laughs> Peter Avalon, his real name, but is distracted early on by Jade Cargill. He still picks up the win. Nice to see Peter Avalon doing something. Mm-hmm. It was a weird finish because I knew what they were going for, but he had a competitive match. The figure four on the Cody Hulk cup and everything else he does there, and he just slaps him in the face a few times. He goes, "Ah, oh, that's it. I quit." He goes to slap him. Oh no, he wanted to save his good looks, Matthew. That's why he wanted to tap yeah. out. The submission was no right. issue, but he kind of hurt the money yeah. maker. I think it would be better if they did that more and more times with pre- pre- his opponent. His name I can't <laughs> pronounce for some reason. I think it'd be work. It was a bit. It was like, all right, that, that'll Avalon. get better if they do it for six months. I tell is you what he... was great though. Sorry, go on, John. What was great? I was just saying, is he now dashing Cody? Is that what he is now? Basically, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. What was great, though, is how the commentary team made note that Cody had put on 19 pounds of solid muscle <sighs> over the, fir- the first three weeks of 2021. Yet little pretty Peter reversed the figure four. They did a double clothesline spot where they both knocked each other down. All these muscles, they're just, just for sure, aren't they? They do nothing. Dis- disco muscles. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing the go big show after this, muscles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Moxley has his first match since losing the title. He beats Nick uh, Comorro. His Com- dynamite debut. I can't remember what is it. Comorano. Comorado. Comorano. Comor- Colorado. Commodore. Sixty-four. Uh, and Nick? he's an AEW Dark. 
uh, regular, so it's good to see him because he's a big, hairy, beefy man. And uh, uh, John Moxley's wife said something about, "Wow, <laughs> look at the look at the hairs on the boobs on my husband. Wow, he's gonna be the hairiest man in this match." And then he came out and goes, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> <laughs> and cuts a promo on Omega and the Good Brothers. He's not really doing anything yet his feuds, but he exists and he's great, and I'm happy with that. Your thoughts? No, it's just uh, um, I think that that bloke Nick has got a very a lot of potential. One to keep an eye on, I think. He was a throwback, wasn't he? Like mm. like Hercules Hernandez and yeah, Brody, Brody and I said Brody Lee there. Bruiser <laughs> Brody, Bruiser Brody yeah. had a kid and out he popped. Mm-hmm. Moxley just read that bit. Matt Hardy and Private Party beat Matt Seidel and Top Flight with Quen and Cassidy embracing. Money Matt heelish ways. <laughs> Laughs in money at the bottom. And they beat down their opponents afterwards. Midway through this, I was going, wow, these this is way better, Private Party versus Top Flight, than they, these guys wrestling the Young Bucks because they're just wrestling the Young Bucks type of match. Now they're having this match and they're wrestling their own style and it's great and they look like they're doing what they want to be doing. And as soon as I thought that were mates on Discord, uh, one of them did that, did the Tajiri flip into the ropes and then tried to do a moonsault missed his opponent, then did it again and landed on his head. But apart from that, I liked it. And at least Private Party are doing something with evil money, Matt. Yeah. That's something I, which is better than nothing. I actually preferred their matches with the Young Bucks, but I can see why people oh. like this, though. It was still... I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know how they, in one week they've gone from really rebelling against Matt and going like, no, you're bad for us. And now they're all they're all in. So, they got mm. the, the, the shot of the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Championships, of course. Oh, right. Okay, oh, that's- yeah. That's the difference, Mick. I don't know. I'm just. We have actually missed out. Uh, for the people who do watch Impact and insist that it is good and everything, Impact wrestling's hard to kill. I've didn't actually get an answer out yet. Does anybody watch it? I've not had a chance to. Yeah, I was going to watch it on Sunday after my my stream, but I didn't have a chance to. I've also not watched it. I want to see it. Me I, then. Sorry. I want to. I want to see it though because apparently Moose tore the hoose dune. Is that true? Uh, yeah, it was loose in this hoose. Um, someone. <coughs> Uh, I think it was Tom Cherwood, not our Tom, someone else, on Twitter who went, wow, people were worried that Rich Swan would be upstaged by Kenny Omega at the big stage. Don't worry, he wasn't. Uh, Moose upstaged him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Moose was very good at it. And that was the weirdness of this. Obviously, Impact and AEW getting along. And they're sending all the talent there. But on <laughs> on Impact, Striker and D'Lo, the new... T- tag team commentary I've been bragging about wow Kenny Omega's here and he's done this and Gallows and Anderson have done this and their dicks are this big and all the other stuff to put them over <laughs> but on AEW they've had Tony Khan go lol look at, the, look at their crappy wrestlers look at that crappy wrestling show so it did not have a big match feel to it at all the main event it was just three dudes possibly not helped by the fact that Alex Shelley wasn't there and it was like <sighs> Rich Swan, our champion versus Omega their champion you're just like alright Rupert beat him Omega it did not look like a fair fight at all but it was all right. Can't but what I mean, it. it was all right. I mean, it was all right for AEW. I do not know how it helped Impact at all. Khan would, uh, Khan would beat Don Callis in the fight, right? I want to see the arms on him. We I. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And he's younger. Not but... the Peyton version of Don Callis, but, but then Don Callis has Don Callis has got more length. He can stand out. Oh, not like that. No. <laughs> I've heard he's the longest in the shower as well. <laughs> and he's got an invisible hand. Yeah. Oh dear. Good gimmick, that. Yeah. Uh, apart from that, on AW pay per view, uh, 
<laughs> Ethan Page, Karate Man, for done. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Chris Bay versus Manic versus Araju was all right, but they're doing a weird thing with TJP where he's Manic, but you're not supposed to know if he is Manic or not. Apart from the fact that Matt Stryker said, it's TJP, it's TJP, like the entire match. <laughs> and uh, Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards had a match with barbed wire and a barbed wire N64 controller. Oh. So that was that. Okay. And also the women were all awesome and carried the pay-per-view. And Tommy Dreamer is still having the same crappy matches he's had for about 20 years. That is was worth, the Impact Wrestling Roundup. Is it worth watching, Matthew? If you like Barbed Wire in 64, I'd watch that match. If you want to see the main event because you love AEW, I'd watch that. If you like solid women's wrestling, watch that. And if you don't like all of them, no. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll, I'll say this, though. The production was way better than the last year's. Absolute awful, crappy, who the hell is doing this production they did. So, yeah, there we go. There's all the Impact people rushing their computers to say, thank you for mentioning this company. And we'll go back to AEW. Uh, Penelope Ford beats Layla Hirsch with help from Kip Sabian and Charles Taylor. Of course, Chucky T lost that match, so now he's the young boy to Miro. Afterwards, Taylor is forced to tell Orange Cassidy that Miro is his best friend now. And JR could not have rolled his eyes any harder. <laughs> My God, I hope he's okay, Jim. Because this week of all weeks, he was not liking what he was saying all yeah. the way through the night, and it was so distracting. So distracting. There was a tag match where it started to break down, and Excalibur's like, it's breaking down here! Referee trying to get control, and JR goes, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I think at some points he's, he was sounding like how Ross is going to sound, uh, hour 35 <laughs> in this rubric sort of where he was just getting products like, wow, God, they, they're really athletic. They went back to sleep. Hmm. But good, you know what? Sometimes it's good that Jim Ross only gets a few lines in rather than crapping on the product like he did last year. So yeah. I'm, that, he's actually improving. He's doing all right. See, positive podcast. Well, no, I just thought, because he has been doing better, I just thought this week it was so noticeable. It was almost as if he was just saying, oh, this is crap. I don't like what I'm watching. 
But yeah, we'll, we'll move on. It's 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 fine. Jim Ross is nice. There we go. Kenny Gallows and Anderson took out Penta backstage. The bastard. Tony Tony Khan. I'm losing the ability to speak now. I'm very sorry. Tony Khan books them in a six-man main event at Beach Break against Phoenix, Pack, and Moxley. And is it just me, fellow Newcastle people? But was it weird to see them hyping up lovely sunny Beach Break in February? I'm looking um, out the window. All I can see is snow and yeah, sleet. I found it um, unusual. I'm just checking to see if it, if the snow is laid from last night, but it hasn't, unfortunately, around here. Um, oh, look at you. Well, yeah. But um, it is a bit weird, but I like it. I like to pretend that it's sunny, you know? Isn't that when spring break happens out there? Like no, that's in, that's in uh, the Easter holidays. I beg my pardon. Hmm. I think. Have you put that in a video? No, I, I don't know how I know that. I think it's just because they all go home for that and then they come back for their finals. That's right. We, we've seen too much American TV and film. <laughs> yeah. And Jericho and MJF cheat to win the Inner Circle tag team match between Jericho and MJF, Pride and Powerful, and the brand new tag team of Sammy and Hagar, done specifically just so they can get a cameo from Sammy Hagar. A One Van for the dads. Thing. For the yes, dads. I could tell this would have no reaction whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea who he was. But oh, no. I tell really? you what, Sammy I, Hager? Yeah, I tell you oh. what, though. This is the single best match I have ever seen the conscience of five-star wrestler Mr. Jake Hager ever wrestle <laughs> in my life. He was on fire from start yeah, yeah. to finish. Fantastic. It was, yeah. a bit where, it was a bit where they were trying to cheat so the baseball bat would come in and he'd just kick Jericho. And then MJF had the diamond ring and he just punched him in the face. Yeah, like, not, oh, I'm, no. I'm not being funny. Where's he been, like, ever? <laughs> like, if he can do that, where's that been, like, ever? Turns out he's a very good hot tag. When he's yeah. a, well, not when he's a face, but when he's not the most detestable person in the match. What a lovely compliment. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, Joker MGF cheat, and they are the official inner circle tag team. Yeah, Sammy's got to be turning soon, hasn't he? Mm. Get proud and powerful out there as well. They're completely they were, they shafted. Were, uh, I was wanting them to win because they're the only tag team. Mm. But no. no. No, not anymore, Jack. No. no. They're neither proud nor powerful. Is their tag team's name Maxwell and Christopher? Because that's what they seem to be calling themselves backstage. That's all I got think, from it, yeah. We need to talk about MJF, actually. He's still, oh, what's he done now? He's still trying to get our attention, bless him. <laughs> oh, are we, are we ignoring Famous him? Famous last words there. <laughs> Good, no one's going to cut. No one's going to cut and paste this on Twitter. So go on, what were you going to say about MJF? He he replied, not only could I batter him, but he also replied on, no, I'm joking. Um, He replied on Twitter to uh, mine and Ross's tier list rankings for the AW roster and said, I should have my own tier. And everyone went, looks like MJF is going to tear into Jack the Jobber and at Ross on wrestling. And I'm just like, please don't, please don't. my ego's too fragile. No, it's fine. I'm ready for him just to call me I'm fat. Not ready. I, I, I'm, I'm not fine. Ready, he's he's going to call me fat and I can't speak English properly. Matthew, what's he going to say about you? Nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Well, nothing this week. I've got my. It's like, damn it. He had like five pages on bad cameras and autofocus and between fix now, so I'll be all right, mate. I'll just stand by <laughs> on you two. No, I can't wait. It's like being insulted by Don Rickles. It'll be a compliment to be roasted by MJF. And one, pretend to be all offended and upset. And then it's going to suck on Twitter because people are going to go, he's right about all of you as your bastards. Yeah. <laughs> ah. See, I'm used to this now. I'm numb. Yeah, I'm numb to it as well. That's yeah. why I can't wait for it. 
Bring it Man, on. My numbness goes in waves. Sometimes I don't care. Sometimes I get upset. I hope that he catches me on a don't care what people think day. You know, I get more mad when people say stuff like, oh, you know, Matthew, you're stuck. Ah, I know. Matthew, your hair's terrible and your skin's bad. Yeah, I know. Walter's mediocre. Right. I've had enough <laughs> of this. God's sake. Anyway, NXT. Kushida and Leon Ruff opened the show, defeating The Way in the Dusty Classic quarterfinals. Who progressed to the next round, Matthew? Go on. Uh, I didn't see the show, but I imagine Kushida Kushida and Leon Ruff. Yeah, they did. Not The Way. Ah. Ah. (laughs) You've got me, Jack. Yeah. I'm not cool. No, no, but guess what? You, I, I may have not got like... that reference, but not I knew who Sammy Hagar was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. Karrion Cross squashes Ashante the Adonis, who beats up his partner Desmond Troy afterwards. Here, who are all these people in NXT? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, a lot of the names that they're using now really have blended into one for me, and I don't know who half of them are. <laughs> I, I remember speaking about Ashante, uh, yes. the tier ranking with Tom. He, he's appeared on 205 Live. He's also appeared on NXT. He is signed to WWE. <laughs> he is a wrestler. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember That's him cutting it. A, it was a really charismatic promo package he did when he first signed. And I don't think... Had his name changed then? Was he known by a different name and they got changed to Ashante? I think it's not. it wasn't him, but it was Desmond, who I think used to be Denzel Dijonet or something like that. With his weird so- singlet. I remember them when they had more distinctive names. I guess Ashante the Adonis is quite distinctive, but still. It's hard to remember that. It's not like a Tyler Rust. You hear Tyler Rust once, no, but he's you never another forget ex- it. He's another example. Like, I can't picture him in my head. They all meld into one. Tyler Rust. What's the other? The one you were bigging up earlier with the blonde hair. They said looked amazing. The one with blonde hair? On NXT that you were bigging up earlier on. I've forgotten his name. Completely. Was that? He was on this week's NXT. I was he, did the, him he, up. he did the run-in to help... Um, People. Oh, I wasn't picking him up, but that's Kurt Stallion. Yeah, he looks like Tyler Rust to me. Yeah, they're all, they're all, yeah, yeah. NXT. Uh. Lucha. I'm too. I'm not listening to any of this because I've just seen this result and then out of feel. The Lucha House Party, who are in NXT and Raw. Yeah. Right. It's the same lads then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because only three of them, so I don't know how they could do the mix and match thing. Beat Imperium. They yep. just wrestled two matches, and they did. Go on. They've also Go beat on, Lindsay. The, they've also beat the Hurt Business recently. They're on a tear. They are. Go on, lads. I... <sighs> Imperium. Lucha House Party. Aye. Imperium aren't that good. But it's going somewhere, Matthew. I, uh... Don't worry. Don't worry, Matthew, because Alexander Wolf came back and he did the pose. And that, that that that's leading somewhere. That's what that meant. I don't know what that was. Alexander Wolf returned. Oh, yeah, um, he did. Yeah, he'd look, he looked. He just looked angry at the top of the ramp, going like, "How could you lose these pair of knackers? What you like, eh?" And he just did the, the pose, and the other two lads did the pose, and that was the end of the segment. He's right. Yeah, he's exactly but, right. How dare you? Because I imagine Matthew still has a grudge against Alexander Wolf because he made everyone feel sad in Germany. Ooh, our special things not the same anymore because WWE have got their claws in. What am I doing? I'm trying to annoy. What am I doing? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> oh god I wonder what happened with him because yeah his last match that I thought he had was yeah bloody hell March of last year just like to apologise I don't know where that came from so sorry oh, no, it's, it's all true I can't it's because I'm no je- Jack don't say those because I was actually, jealous yeah. of everyone having a great time and being mates in Germany and that but never you mind. can come along I nearly did the last year but then obviously 
decided against it because it was just before lockdown, and then and then I wouldn't have been able to do it. And then I could. I wish I had because it would be my last thing for a year <laughs> to two. But yeah. never mind. But Kid Rock, Lonely mm. Road of Faith. When I, the anniversary of this coming up, bloody hell! But yeah, he showed up as a surprise, and they were busy, and he won the uh, shotgun title. And he went, aha, I am here to stay. Basically, the, he's on loan from WWE. And they go, like, yay! And we're like, this is a bad sign, isn't it? Like, yes. The homegrown talent. And the German's like, shut up, you idiots. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and then, yeah, I wonder, has he just been there? With the, with the lockdown and everything. Been. And he only returned October to NXT UK yeah. to lose to Noam Dar in London. Well, the poor bastard. Um, of course, I'm saying that word. I'm very sorry. And then he's just lost every match since. All three of them on NXT UK. Oh, he's been NXT UK. No one I haven't seen him. But he's on proper one now. All right, cool. Proper one. Don't proper. say that because Pete Dunne was staking his case to take the title off Finn Balor. And Pete Dunne said he built a brand. He made NXT UK what it is today. <laughs> oh, he's to blame. Oh. Yeah, why would you Why would you own up to that? <laughs> uh, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter face Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Uh, Mercedes brackets aren't, I'm losing but at least I'm on retribution Martinez <laughs> in the women's Dusty Classic so surprised they didn't call it anything other than the Dusty Classic but for the women trying well, to get a classic yeah. classic woman wrestler they could have named it after yeah true the sister Sherry uh, Sweet 16 that doesn't work as if there's 8 of them <laughs> oh well, you tried no it's alright it was good effort whatever um, there we are Io Shirai sneaks in to take out Martinez, but Casey debuts an outrageous mm. top rope finisher to pull off the mm-hmm. upset. What the bloody hell would you call this, Jack? A corkscrew, reverse, 180, uh, meat-faced, cheese pizza. I love that cocktail. Um, I don't know what it was, but it was cool. I've never seen it before. Yeah. Fantastic. Tyler Rust convinces Regal to book him against Bronson Reed, which makes manager Malcolm Bivens very nervous. Bronson wins. Better luck next time. Rust. <laughs> I don't know what to say about him. Yeah, but I like, like I've been moaning about this name <laughs> what, what, as well. <laughs> Sorry, go on, Matthew. What are you going to say? This is why, why have you typed that, Jack? I don't know. I was just writing these out today, and I was like, "What the hell do I say about Tyler Rust?" <laughs> but Bivens oh. debuted a new catchphrase, right? Which makes the name not too bad because Tyler Rust is, and I quote, "a diamond in the rust." <laughs> nice, oh. nice, nice. Time to I'm, go home, um, everybody. <laughs> I, I want Russ to do well because I, he's good. He's better than having that name. And also we'll get to see more of Malcolm Bivens, who's like the best. So I hope that happens. I was going to be like, you either go rust or get bust. Something terrible like that. No. Caught my Maybe next week. On a rusty nail. Do you remember that song? No. I went to a party no. at the county jail. Caught my bollock on a rusty nail. I've just misremembered Elvis, haven't I? Caught my bollock on it. What? <laughs> Where have I heard that? I've definitely heard that lyric somewhere before, but that's not how the Elvis version goes, is it? <laughs> I burst my jailhouse cock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ross, well done. <laughs> jailhouse cock. That's very good. I'm trying to think of another Elvis phallic pun, but I can't. Um, Nothing but a hound hog. Damn it. Shh. You know what? We'll... Take that one and move on. <laughs> yeah. Bala wants to... T- yeah, speaking of, speaking of cocks, Bala wants to take on Lorcan and Birch, but Regal won't let him do it alone. 
He needs to find a tag partner. Eventually asks Kyle O'Reilly, who accepts. Oof. But there's tension because he just walks into the era's locker room. Whoa. Let's tell you things. I love William Regal's office decor. Just black walls, black everything. He's, he's a big fan of Dwight K. Schrute's style of management is William Regal. Just using black to intimidate everyone who steps in, who dares to step in his office. That's a fantastic little point I've I picked up on there that neither of you two understand, but that's fine. We'll move on. I've not seen the American yeah. office. Some, but hopefully someone in the comments has. I appreciate that. Thank you. Welcome. I don't get it, but I appreciated it. Now you know what it's like to be me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Santos Escobar cuts a promo with the stable saying the lads are going to win the Dusty Classic. Don't your house party come out to fight and probably win at this point. But the numbers <laughs> game is too much until Kurt Stallion evens the odds and helps send Escobar and co. to the back, as wrestlers tend to do. Quick, let's get out of here. <laughs> okay. But take who cares about all that? Taking inspiration on. from Team Taz and running away. Yeah. Timothy Thatcher beats Champa in the fight pit. Yeah. Yes. And the two share a manful stare down afterwards because Thatcher may lose the first match in the feud and maybe even the second one and maybe even the third and fourth one. But he's not losing the fight pit. Oh, no. It so, was cool. It was different. It was different to other fight pits, even. Yeah. Thatcher the- main eventing is great. Thatcher winning is great. Thatcher having a gimmick match that's his own is great. The finish was great as well. Chapman getting his leg caught in the cage and then Thatcher taking advantage like any experienced fight pit man would. Fight pit man. Going down the fight pit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, Thatcher weighs a whole 21 pounds more than Champa. Who would have thought, eh? Does he? Did did the Wayans, the official Wayans. Actually, he's a lot bigger, isn't he? Now that I think about it, Champa's probably deceptively short. Do you I, th- I thought they were quite yeah. similar, quite similar stature. Man. I'm always, but I'm always picturing Chamber next to Gargano, who is taller than. Who is a small man? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but no. yes. yes. Matthew, you've, I'm assuming, met Thatcher. Timothy, not. You've... <laughs> yeah, you're confusing me with Pachidi. Go on. <laughs> oh no! Um, is he tall? Is he big lad? It's always people always the the aura makes him bigger. Is he tall? Not well. He's taller than me, but that's is he tall? It's like going to be a politician. <laughs> so he's no, not. He's, yeah, what do you mean? A tall comparison or what? Um, he's do you regret not giving the kids meals, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> did you threaten to overrule him? Yeah, <laughs> I did not overrule him. Did you? Did you threaten, threaten to overrule? Him? Yeah. Um, I'd say so. Yeah. Okay. And he's Chamber, broad. Chamber he? wasn't that tall when I met him. Right, I didn't know you met Chamber. Maybe he got well. bigger. <laughs> he's all, yeah, me. he's absolutely shredded as well. To be fair, I know. It's, again, I'm I'm as bad as the people who look, talk to me. Yeah, but he, it may be ripped, and he can deadlift a car. But you know, wasn't that taller than me? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I'm not trying to disparage either of them for being. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. It's all right because in WWE they're all like suddenly three inches taller than they. They are in real life anyway, so those those magic pills they have more. But when you when you meet the Americans, they're taller. They're three inches taller than you expect in real life. They're just a bigger species altogether, aren't they? The Americans, <laughs> all those NBA lads, all the seven foot. Oh, it's amazing. I'll never forget when uh, Sandow came over, and he was just oh, yeah, Maasai, Maasai, um, and loads of them were actually huge. Obviously Hager as well. 
Yeah. That's the sad conclusion of a massive week of wrestling. Yeah. It was good, though. A good it's, week you know of what? wrestling. There was so much wrestling, it was almost as tall as an American wrestler. <laughs> There's the end bit. There's the seg. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. Let's <laughs> look in the crazy, crazy world of the cultaholic mailbag. Yeah, strap yourself in. Number one. What's up, guys? So I'm writing into the mailbag so I can ask you guys about your phrases that you use. Uh-oh. I'm from the United States and want to know what y'all... That's what they typed. Uh, you're saying sometimes. I have listed... No, 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 no. Oi. I'm from the States, and just so you believe me, I'm going to say y'all now. Yeah. Undercover American. It's Ross again. So many faces. <laughs> I have listed below some phrases that y'all say. And oh, like... get out. Get out of the mailbag. I would like to know what they mean in regular English. How very dire. And yes, then, we're speaking premium. How are they going to sign this off? Fine and dandy. Going to have some iced tea on my back porch now. Like, what? Come on. It just says ye and ha. <laughs> if you think of any more that are not on the list, please add it on. Okay. Sincerely, Broke and Rubbers. Oh, okay. It's all right, I guess. Yeah, the return of the silly names at the end. Good, good. All right. Canny. Nice, nice. Nice yeah, person. Nice. Or... Quite. He's, yeah, he's canny tall. Quite. So canny can be nice or quite. Also, can canny. Which means like, take it easy. Yeah. Be okay. Be nice. Yeah. Uh, Bonnie lad. Beautiful boy. Nice person. Way there, yeah. Bonnie lad. Or just a general term to say, hey there, you man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be affectionate term. I mean, Ross is a bonnie lad. Jack is a bonnie lad. But Piers Morgan, he'd be Bonnyland. <laughs> hey there, Bonnyland. Like Pac does in threatening ways. Howay, man. Co- oh, how, I was going right. to say because it's the now, Durham. Go on. Howay means come on, and it can mean that in every way the come on is used. So, except when I tried to explain this to Pacini and he said, so, so like, howay my face. And I was like, not come on like that. Come on in every other context that it can be used. Like, <laughs> Come on, let's. I know what a dirty man. Like, come on, let's go to the shops. Hawaii, let's go. It can be an exasperated. Come on, like Hawaii, man. It, it, all it that can't sort of stuff. be serious. Yeah. Or yeah. like Hawaii, the lads. Or yeah. like, come on, in a triumphant way, like Hawaii. Yeah. 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 All I'm picture is people stand up after a goal and be like Hawaii, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard yeah. the expression Hawaii, man, and a, a packet of chips. Oh no. We heard that before as well. Yeah. Like the guy was just really, really into it. I've heard Hadaway an S word. Yes, but the, you can't hold that from the shops. Uh, knackered. Tired. Tired. Yes. Turns out this is a bit of an insult in Ireland, but by the way, if any people from Ireland think we're being horrible by using the, the knackers term, uh, we're sorry. Apparently, it's oh, a thoroughly term for gypsies. But yeah, to clarify, I actually oh, they my answered God. this. Yeah, I didn't know this. Uh, no, uh, until, knackered uh, just recently. means knackered. Just, if I'm knackered today, I'm tired. Yeah, except the knackers yard. The knacker takes the. To turns horses into glue is how I got told so it. How does how, where does cream cracker cream cracker come from for other people who aren't Geordie? I was just rhyming slang for knackered. Yeah, yeah. But where does it come from for people who aren't Geordie? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm sure that I've heard. Bloody other, hell, I'm tired. I'm sure <laughs> that I've heard other English people say that they're knackered. No, maybe not. I don't know. I don't think I ever had. No, 
Yeah. I thought it was offensive. Well, maybe at school the, said, hey, I'm not a teacher. And she went, don't, don't, don't say that. What? Maybe in the Northeast, we're the only people in the UK who get tired because it's so great, so grim and cold up here. Ooh. It's so wet and dreary. Well, I have to walk four miles in just me socks for a pint of milk. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a really good tweet the other day. It was this girl. I think she sounded like she was from Manchester. And she was uh-huh. every every northern song in a music, every oh, northern character singing in a musical. So funny. It's what people think of the North, isn't it? It's what Southerners think of the North, which is like, tiny hut in the middle of the North. <laughs> oh, that was mud. so good. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, hey, oh, it's little Prince Ponzi boy from down south. It's so good. <laughs> hey, it's not much, but it's what we've got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nailed I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to knock you on your head. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I think this person saw that video. And he sent this question in. Uh, yeah, I want to right. explain what this means. Lush. University? Never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, lush. Nice. Uh, Delicious. Barry. I'm going to... This This person is a fraud. This person is a fraud. Because they. we never use the word lush, I don't think. I don't think we'd use that on this podcast. We don't use it, but other people do, I guess, but... I, I think I, I think I've said the word lush a few times. Just now. Have you? Pure lush, that like pure oh, lush, right? Yeah. Uh, bloody yeah, cheesecake from Lidl's, pure oh, lush. Oh, like. oh, bu- bum, bu- bum. Mm. Mint. Good. Good. Yeah. Another Excellent. positive things. Oh, that was canny mint. That. That was mint. Very good. To be looking like at a picture what, like of uh, what, Finn Balor. Like in Tomorrow Never Dies, when he says, "I'm just a professional trying to do a job," and Bond says, "Me too," and shoots him. I thought he says mint. Mint. Oh really? That's why. I, that's when I learned that. <laughs> he mint just was, turned- <laughs> I'm just a professional trying to do a job. Mint. Mint. <laughs> I thought that. And um, and that's what taught me that mint is not a is not a universal term. Bond wouldn't say mint. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Proper. Very. Very. How Ed, some of these are easy. I'm just a professional doing a job. Proper mint. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Nout. Uh, nothing. 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 Nada, zilch, squat, that many. Uh, why I, man? Absolutely. I agree. I find what you are saying stimulating. Definitely. Why I? Yeah. Do you think Steve Bruce is a horrible manager? Why I, man? There you go. Yeah, that's it. Uh, gan. Oh, go. Go. Yeah. Just means gan. Go. Gan doing the tune. Ganning down the shop arena. Going to the shops. Yeah. To buy some broken rubbers. Yeah, there you go. It's easy. <laughs> so yeah, Gan Canny, go and have a nice time. <laughs> Do they end up by saying Gan Canny? No, I just wrote like if you like translated it like Oh right, know, sorry. The, yeah, the yeah. fish from the Hitchhiker's Guide of the Galaxy in your ear and someone shouts, Oh, Gan Canny! Like, <laughs> go and have a nice time. <laughs> uh, PS, if you guys would like to know any of our phrases, I'll be happy to write back. Well, uh, I don't, because you're not a Southern American, you are a fraud. So it says PPS. Oh, I'm from the south. So Are you Paul? So a lot of phrases Get we out. use. Hey guys, just want to know what some of your slang means. What y'all have been talking? Why do you call horrors whores? <laughs> Listen, Americans don't really do that that much, and I feel like you've really it's really got it's got in under your skin that it's it's they don't say it very often. Well, how often would you say horror? But as soon as you hear it once, you're like, wait, what did that what did that guy say? <laughs> So two different things. If you are from the south, then let us know where 
and let us know how many cattle you've rustled, and then I might believe you. Oh, there we go. We're just going to do all the stereotypes of them. <laughs> how many... <laughs> How many local recipes for barbecue ribs are there? Oh. Uh, how do you eat your grits? Yeah. Do you what? What is a biscuit? Oh, is a biscuit no. to you a savoury thing? <laughs> it's just it's, I know that, I know when I say biscuits, biscuits they gone. It's it's a dumpling, isn't it? Yeah, it's a dumpling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> biscuits and gravy. Vincent like, oh, Dublin's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you, Southern American. Number two. Hi, guys. Just want to say thanks a lot for all the great content over the past year. Thank you. Oh, he's talking to Tom. Just want to say thanks a lot for all the great content of the past year. Like many others, not being able to work because of everything going on, just all the content Coldolic puts out every day helps break up my days. Oh, Cheers. You're welcome. My question is, we all know Michael Cole has become a voice of the Stooges in his ear when it comes to his commentating, but I do believe he was once a brilliant commentator. Ooh. His commentary when Mankind won the title still brings a smile to my face, even now, 22 years later. Jesus, don't say that. Uh, what is your favourite bit of commentary ever? Uh, it says here, mine has to be what I just mentioned, or Jim Ross commentary when Tyson Austin got at Monday Night Raw. Mm. Thanks again for everything you guys are doing. Ben in Belfast. Thank you, Ben Thank in Belfast. Ben. Should we just think of good Michael Cole bits? Because I don't believe that he's Northern Irish. He's befraught. Oh, there we go. I'm just going to yeah. do this with everybody. Yeah. Are you, you from Derry? No. <laughs> Sorry, um, go on, go on. The, I think, like, just thinking about, because I've had similar questions over the few years we've been doing this. I think best Michael Cole commentary moments. because he has you've, made that, you've made that question impossible. Because, oh, no, 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 no. He did have that one spectacular moment when Eddie Guerrero was wrestling Brock Lesnar at No We Have 2004. And Michael Cole does beautiful summary, which you wouldn't expect for him. As Eddie, as I've come down the ramp or it's just before the pre-match video, and he goes, of all the issues Eddie has had over the years, of all the obstacles he had to overcome, will there finally be a way out tonight for Eddie Guerrero? I was like, whoa, I think, where did that come from? The grassy knoll. Well done, Cole. That was a good one. Um, Yeah, Cole, Cole is good, isn't he? When he did, was it the UK tournament that he did when people were like, oh, when Vince isn't talking to him, oh. he's... I think a modern example of really good commentary was when um, Kofi won the WWE title and Saxton was commentating. Yeah. That was yeah. a really good moment, that, that one. Was a good one. I can't think of many classic ones because everyone knows them. Like, you know, they end up playing between Gorilla and Heenan, especially at the 92 Rumble and all that sort of stuff. JR, whenever Austin did anything. <laughs> Mine, mine's JR. Mine, you put the combination of JBL. A clothesline from hell and JR together, and it's magic every single time. But the best one, <laughs> the best one ever. It's just the way JR would sell it. It's amazing. But I think it's a. It might be SummerSlam 2000 or maybe 2001. It's definitely a SummerSlam. But Shane McMahon's running around the, the ringside area. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, Matthew. And JBL comes out of nowhere and just twats him with his clothesline from hell. And JR is like just the way only he can say it like this. He's going, "By God." How do you do? <laughs> it's just absolutely fantastic. I don't know what year it is, but someone needs to find that and send it my way to today. That's nice. Also a big fan of when Pachetti turned heel in WCPW <laughs> and Cornette goes, Adam Pachetti! That's really good. Because he, he thought it was a fan. He had no idea Pachetti was doing it. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> he, yeah. no, he had no idea. He just thought it was a fan. <laughs> what a mark. 
Also, special shout-outs to uh, Bobby Heenan during the Survivor Series 93 match involving the Hart family versus Shawn Michaels in the night. He just lets loose. Uh, was it Helen Hart at ring signing? It was her face. All those wrinkles, her face could hold a seven-day reign. <laughs> Will you stop? He goes, he goes, it was the guy who's doing it. I forgot who he is. He's some game show host. He goes, hey, you know, Bobby, he's going to come up and come, come and get you. He goes, well, that'll take two hours. We'll be off the air by then. <laughs> oh, he's so he goes, good. all right, well, why not? The Hart brothers could probably take you, Heenan. And he goes, well, if he's got a nice guy, he can take me anywhere. Just... <laughs> <laughs> he's had the UFC fight this week with a guy just not even looking at the dude as he's punched him, going, I'm the best fighter ever. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was... Yeah, that was crazy, that. <laughs> it was. Max Holloway, bloody hell. I thought, yeah... I come up with a guy, but it's just, I don't follow UFC that much because it, it takes. If I did that, I'd have to be full time, and I'd just not sleep with this and wrestling. Yeah, but that was amazing. Yeah, almost amazing as our next question. Hey guys, I'm Sean from Liverpool. Are you really I've, from Liverpool, though? Yeah, I'm, I'm doubt, doubt. I've recently just beat COVID, but I'm suffering oh. long term effects where oh. I'll need ultrasounds on my liver and abdomen due to swelling. And it's blocking airways to stop me breathing properly. Ooh. I hope you're all staying safe. I love this show when none of us read the questions beforehand and we go immediately from ha ha heenan old people to oh god I've had COVID with yeah. no in between. Hopefully you're all right, man. I mean, yeah, I, mean I did I did send them about seven, eight hours ago. <laughs> you're right. I always think it's funny when I read them and get a genuine reaction, but sometimes it's like, oh god. So sorry, Sean. Uh, yeah, I hope the, you're all right, man. No break there. And we'll, you know, and yeah, I am staying safe. Uh, stuff like this. Get well soon. Yeah. A question for each of you. What year in wrestling is truly underrated? Mine is 2005. We have the John Cena and Batista rise. My highs return and feud against Edge. Solid tag teams of NMM, London, Kendrick, Lansky, Trevor Murdoch. Vito dressed up in a dress on SmackDown. And Paul Purchill thinking he's a pirate. Got there in the end. I hope when things are back to normal to meet you all one day. Let's hope we see the end of it soon. Thank you for getting me through lockdown and recovery. Utmost respect for each of you. Cheers. Thanks. Thank, Thank you, you, Sean from Liverpool. Take care of yourself, pal. Uh, what underrated year underrated? years. Well, can, can, can we, we see 2020? No. And like, say like three good things that happened. Cause... No, we can't. Nah, it's just too soon. All right, then. Can we say 2019? Yeah. Because we had the birth of AW. Yeah. We had... Kofi versus um, Brian at WrestleMania. Right, yeah, a very feel-good WrestleMania, even though it was very, very long. And mm-hmm. we had... Uh, wait, was that Royal Rumble good? Oh, it was all right. It was an all right one. It's the one that Seth won. Yeah, and yeah. then was it Becky won the women's one. Yeah. Which was a good moment, but maybe 2019's not underrated. Maybe it's just rated. Maybe it's because just... 2018 is really good, and 2020 is really good. So 2019's... Uh... Eh, it's all right. Um, underrated. 20, 2016 17, that sort of time. Not necessarily for what WWE did, but just the general wrestling landscape being very weird and fun. Okay. Yeah. Just it's looking back. I'm doing a thing on. It's a good point there, Ross. I'm doing a thing now where I've got like list of dates of indie shows because it's always fun doing this on this day stuff, malarkey. And it's, but by this point, it's like all WWE and WCW and ECW stuff's been done to death. So now it's just like, what was happening in this little indie promotion? And you think back to 2016, 2017, it's all gone now, but uh, there was Defiant Wrestling, no, North Wrestling. No, there wasn't Defiant Absolute Wrestling. Absolute Wrestling. No, it wasn't called Defiant. All right, WCBW then. Yes. Um, 
and all these other companies just in Newcastle upon Tyne alone, all of everything else <laughs> yeah. like that. And you're right, it was the wild, wild west for a, a long time. And we don't have that anymore. And it's, uh, yeah, I do miss it. It was cray. But I'm glad I took advantage of it when it was there. I liked getting drunk in different weather spoons around the country. That was the best part of it. She's like, what's this weather spoon's like in Milton Keynes? Oh, it's massive. <laughs> I sound like such a northerner. I've never been this far south before. <laughs> no offense to anybody from Milton Keynes, but what a soulless. No! Hole, I've got to say, is. Ross, one <laughs> no, one thing that WCPW taught me was that Milton Keynes is underrated. My, I, I can just remember that one street and all the buildings looked the same. And there was yeah. that one there was that one corner where the bars were, and that was yeah, it. Was Everyone else of, had looked the same. They looked like a a zombie apocalypse to happen. There was a lot of right angles. There was a lot of squareness. <laughs> but the bit we were at, it was like it was like being on, on a cheap holiday in Spain without the weather. Cause you had a you had an English like an English everything was English but in a Spanish like on holiday way. Like there was a red lion and went in there, had a full English. It was a great oh I really enjoyed that Milton Keynes little bit. Loved it. What was what drink was Adam having in the morning? Bloody Mary, maybe. A Bloody Mary, that was it. Going into a breakfast bar and everyone's having a bacon sandwich, or whatever. And he's sitting there with a Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary's like a um, wow. It's a it's a rumored to be like a hangover cure, so that might have been why he was doing it. I don't know what's in it, but it looked horrible. Tomato juice. Tomato juice. Yeah, that's probably it. I think that'll wake you up in the morning. <laughs> he'll have been he'll yeah. have been drinking it because it's a <clears throat> it's meant to cure a hangover. I think. I just like to point out, Adam's not like. He's not being really weird there. It's a it's a thing, I think. But I don't like them. Yeah, that's the one time he's not being weird. Yeah, relax, folks. <laughs> <coughs> See, it's weird you used to talk about Milton Keynes because when I used to live in Northampton, we got Milton Keynes for like a day trip because he had the the mega, what was it called? Mega Mart? I forgot what it's called now. It's been a long time. I remember Post asking station. someone that, like, oh, the, the Mega Mart there, the, the bus station. And someone said, oh, yeah, they got rid of the bus station a while ago. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So there's the Mega Mart and cows. <laughs> You'd go for a day trip to the bus. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying Northampton's much better, but, you know. Now, that's our underrated year of wrestling. Milton Keynes. Yeah, Milton Keynes. Yeah. 2016, <laughs> something, something, Milton Keynes. Fantastic. I hope that answered your question there, Paul. Oh, and another question here. Ahoy, hoy, gents. Hi, people doing ahoy hoy. Ahoy hoy. Ahoy hoy. Thank you for all you do each week to bring joy to our lives. 2020 was, for the most part, a real fudger in all our lives. I've not heard that expression before. I get what you mean, though. And though it had its down moments, I can say one of the highlights of lockdown alongside getting a new job was rediscovering my love of wrestling and discovering Cultaholic. Ah. While we can't do much... In these wonderful lockdown times, having wrestling called all extremes and videos to look forward to has helped give my life and many others structure, joy, and kept my sanity intact. That's Aww. good. I felt compelled to write this message as it's the time of the year where I first came to experience the joys of wrestling. As a young 12-year-old lad, a classmate lent me, what else? The Royal Rumble 2000. Mm. That should, they should swear on that when they go into office. Just a VHS copy of the Channel 4 airing of the Royal Rumble 2000. <laughs> Taped on VHS, and I fell in love immediately. Thanks to the madness of it all from Cactus Jack and Triple H's classic street fight and the insanity of Mae Young and oh God, and the joyous fun of Rikishi and Too Cool dancing away to a huge crowd reaction. It was silly, it was bloody, and I loved it all. So hooray to silly wrestling bollocks and hooray to the rumble. In brackets, anyone but Charlotte and Brock, please. Oh. As I rewatched the 2000 Rumble match, 
I noticed that entrant number five made the first elimination, Rikishi, and wondered to myself, is that a record? It wasn't. But I felt compelled to watch the start of every rumble in a mini form of what awaits Ross, Adam and Owen to see who did get the latest first Royal Rumble and picked up some useless trivia as I did so, which is now in the form of a quiz below. Oh, okay. I ended up making a chart slash table with the information I found, which having watched Matthew on Desert Island Graps, I know now may seem something about the way my mind works. Nothing wrong with that, pal. So, onto the quiz of men's Royal Rumble first. Sadly, Matthew has to be the quiz master and can't join in. But let's be honest, he'd probably well, run away with it if he joined in. There we go. I don't need to prove I feel, myself. Now, <laughs> I feel as though, now, I feel as though Ross has now gone, hang on. I think he's changed the plan slightly. Because well, I, I do the mailbag. I think everyone knows that. But I've, the questions were attached in the same email, so immediately I saw the answers. So how could I be one of the participants in this quiz? haven't already seen the answers. So you two are the, no. co- are the, the contestants, and I am the quiz master. No. Better quiz delicious for you. Bye-bye. Right, you ready? Any more, any more for the email? Or is that it? Uh, it just says a couple of letters. Pass over to Ross. From prompt to Quizalicious, which you've just said. That sounds Fantastic. like that sounds like a Ross sentence there. Yeah. Yes. Quizalicious. Have I'm a wonderful some... Sorry, go No, sorry to talk over you the intro. Have a wonderful twenty twenty one lads from Sunny Sunny Selford, Andrew Bolton. PS I want to do a wrestlers as characters in Hades, but I think only Mafu could have answered. Personally for me, Hades is beardy trips. Thank you for your email, Andrew. Now, thank you, Andrew, for being a cool dude and liker of me. I appreciate but, that. I hope to win this quiz to make you proud. He's called Andrew Bolton, but he says he's from Salford. I don't believe he is. How can your surname be a different place to where you're from? You should do this every week, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Each week, people have to like have a picture of them with the most distinctive part of their area. Yeah. <laughs> so Milton Keynes blokey, him and some cows. Uh, Salford. Oasis, he's got to find, he's got to yeah. find, he, yeah, he's got to, yeah. the class so he, of 92. He's got to find all of them, Diggs, <laughs> Scalzi, he's got to take a picture with Beckham, all yeah. of Because we have all our photos of Shearer, obviously. Hmm. But I don't, don't speak for yourself. Ugh. Oh, sorry, you got a, who have you got? Monkey Kev, here. Kevin Phillips, Niall right. Quinn, Julio oh. Walker, Julio! What a guy. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Wyick. No, not it? Charlie Wyick. Shut up. Stop belittling my football team. I, I don't know. Any Charlie Wyick. Don't even know how to pronounce your striker's name, mate. Oh, God. It's yeah, been very sad for you. This yeah, is yeah, an yeah, amazing yeah. introduction to the quiz that Ross is about to do right Are now. Are you ready, lads? Yeah. So, should we do this fastest? You need a, a buzzer noise. No, I want to... I, wanna, I like no. the idea of that, yeah. Let's so, Jack, what's your buzzer noise? Everyone at home knows. Jack. Matthew, what's your buzzer noise? Everyone at home knows. Diddler. <laughs> Question Still number one. Funny. Who was the first man to eliminate someone in a Royal Rumble match? And who did he eliminate? Jack. Go on, Incorrect. Matthew. Diddler. Demolition uh, Axe. Incorrect. The answer on this bit of paper now is Jake the Snake, who eliminated the natural Butch Reed. Wow. Question number two. Jake entered fifth, and this was the record for the latest entrant to score an elimination until who broke this record entering ninth in the 1996 Royal Rumble? Can you clarify what that... Uh, To me... Diddler. Go on. Is it Diesel? Incorrect, Jack. Jack. 
assuming the question means what I think it means, like no one had eliminated anyone until this person came in. That's what I'm thinking it is, yeah. What year was it, sorry? Uh, 90, the, the record was uh, ninth in 1996. Until 96. who broke this record entering ninth in 1996? Oh, 96. So no I think idea. this means. I think, I think this oh, means. Shawn Michaels. Yokozuna. Oh, Again, I'm not too sure what that question means, but there we go. Question, question number three. <laughs> Yokozuna uh, only ever scored the honour of getting the first elimination of the Royal Rumble once. In fact, only two men have scored the first elimination more than once and hold the joint record of twice. Who are they? Jack. Go on, Rikishi. Then. Incorrect. Diddler. Go on, then. Kane. Incorrect. Oh, CM Punk in 2014 and 2010 and the British Bulldog in 1995 and 1992. Question number four. In 1992, the British Bulldog eliminated the million dollar dollar man before Ric Flair hit the ring at number three. This feels like it happened a lot thanks to recent rumbles, but in fact has only happened seven times. Can you name any of the other six gents? Jack. Uh, Jack got there first. Steve Austin. No, Matthew. Twenty ten, CM Punk. It's not written down there. The other six because that was because oh. that wasn't he wasn't in the first two. I don't think. Oh, bollocks! Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, well, we've already answered now. But Les, no, uh, uh, the count of three. I will. I will count down from three to one, and then I'll mm. let you do your buzzers for another. No, I've already said no. Three, two, one. Jack. Jack Lesner. answers first. Lesnar. No, Lesnar's not on this. On What's the, the quote? What does this question mean? <laughs> I thought you had to this point. Yeah, go on. The Bulldog eliminated Million Dollar Man before Ric Flair hit the ring at number three. This feels mm. like it happened a lot thanks to recent rumbles, but in fact, it's only ever happened seven so did times. Lesner, so did Lesnar not do that in 2020? Did he not eliminate someone before the next one came out first? I'm just reading down what's written on there. Okay, well, I'm going to I'm gonna find out what happened then while Matthew But answers. they did a list. You can't... can't so the six, the six names to pick from... Go on. He could have had Elias... Jeff Jarrett, Rusev, Alex Riley, Michaels as number three wait outside the ring until Sean was gone, and finally Coco Beware. Oh, this is people who were eliminated, not the people who eliminated them. Oh. I read, I read the words that in the order they're written down. I don't know what else to do. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so wait, Alex Riley. Oh, okay. Anyway, no, next, no. next one, next one. This amazing quiz. Coco Beware was eliminated by Ted DiBiase, and of the six names above, one of them also got the first elimination of a rumble as well as being the first man out. Who was it? In different rumbles, I'm guessing. Like, they got the first elimination in one rumble, but they were also the first man out in a different rumble. First first elimination and first man... Yeah, how could you be the first... Does it mean first man Wait, out to the ring? You know, it yeah, exactly. You got the first elimination... But then you must be must have been the next elimination out after the first elimination. Is no, one, oh, one rumble he was the first elimination. The next one it was the next rumble. He was the next one. Out. All right, that must make more yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Can you say names again? Uh, Elias, Jarrett, Rusev, Riley, Michaels, Coco Beware. Which of these was Which it? Which of those? Yeah. Uh, Diddler. Go on, then. To guess, but Riley. Incorrect. Jack. Michaels. It's Elias in 2019 who threw okay. out Jeff. And then, all, and then what? And then what was the second part of the quiz? <laughs> <laughs> While all these gentlemen had the embarrassment of being hurled out before another man had entered, they never went out first more than once. 
Only one man has done that, and as a clue, he also holds another more famous pathetic Royal Rumble record. Who is it? Diddler. Santino? Correct! This quiz, right, is like... If Created went, there. 1-0. One no, there's one, more, there's one more question to go. Can I just give oh, an example of what on. this quiz is like? It's beautifully written, and I appreciate it, but it's like, the question's oh. like, where is Newcastle upon time? And then if I went, the northeast. Incorrect. It's actually 14 miles north of north. Sunderland. It just goes in far more detail. The answer was Northumberland. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, while many superstars won the Royal Rumble on their debut entry... Who was the only winner to have the to have the rumble be the first match he won? So their first match ever was Jack. a Royal Rumble win. Go oh, Ric Flair, incorrect. What? No, no, no Diddler. It's um, going through these all in my head really quickly. Diesel, incorrect. I think it means the it's first not... the first professional wrestling match ever was a Royal Rumble win. Oh, not their debut in WWE. Okay, um, the first match ever was a Rumble win. I think. I think that's what the question oh, is. Oh my God, Diddler. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. Of course oh, it is. Oh, right. I think they're like. That one was a good question. That was the end of the yeah, quiz. That, okay, that was, yeah. You're on a high note. Thank you, Andrew Bolden. You're amazing. Matthews, I won that quiz. Matthew's won 2 0. I've been embarrassed there by Matthew and by Andrew. Sorry, I like when people sending quizzes. The mint. Please, right. more quizzes. Please, please, please. And uh, that was very well read by. Very well read. My God in heaven. <laughs> Ross did word good. Thank you very much. Please send in your other questions, quizzes, thoughts, theories, and everything else that you want us to butcher on this podcast. And you can send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. And if that amazing quiz wasn't enough, we also have Reese's Pieces. I just like to say, I feel like I was a bit harsh on Andrew there, and I appreciate his quiz, and I appreciate the effort that he went through. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. I'd feel bad, too, if I came second. Tope Con, <laughs> good evening, pedophiles. <laughs> oh, no! Recombining the jokes here. I've noticed in a few Reese's pieces over the last few months, people absolutely shoehorning their occupation into their questions, contrived as they may be. <laughs> they do! They, they do. do. They really do. Get them! Get them. I love a bit of arguments in the in the mailbag. Go on. The, the fans are revolting. When listening to these, I thought to myself, I'm not above that. So here we are. <laughs> here in Australia, we're about to start the new school year. I am a high school teacher and thought, how can I use that to make some Reese's Pieces questions? So here is my challenge for you. Jack, can you please stop playing with your bottle? Yeah, yeah. Thank Jeez. you. Sorry, sir. It, I will say some... <laughs> Stereotypical type of students you'd expect to find at school, and you have to say which wrestler comes to mind first. The teacher's going to start stereotyping kids. Your answers can be either if you think the wrestler was that type of kid at school, or the type of student somehow relates to a wrestler's career. Hmm, okay, be interesting. So we'll go around in order, we'll go Jack Ross Mafu, the teacher's pet. Um, the teacher's pet, um... It's harder. William Regal, when he was in 2001. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh, yes, good one. Seth Rollins has strong, teacher, teacher, you forgot to give us homework energy. (laughs) The kid who'd punch you first, then cry when punched back. Peter Avalon, because he did it on Dynamite this week. Baron Corbin. No... Nah, he's way too big. He would, 
You'd punch you first, you take your you helmet off. Nah, not the, not the, that's the actual American footballer, Corbin, you're thinking of there. I'm thinking of the heel. Oh, football oh, yeah, Tom. Kid Corbin. Not football Tom. Oh, okay. Not bitch tits Tom. That's <laughs> <laughs> Roman Reigns calls him on Instagram. Oh. Uh, I will go with, after last week's Twitter feud, uh, T-Bar. <laughs> mm. The Dibber Dobber. What? Which, if that American person is watching, translates to the person who always tells and snitches. Oh, right. Um, I'm going to dob you in. That is that one. what you'd say? Proper tittle-tattle. Proper tell-tale. A tittle-tattle. There, there you go. Proper grass. Is that the Australian then for it? Deba dobber He's a bit of a deba dobber mate. I'll go for <laughs> Seth Rollins, I guess. Oh, I'll go for Gerald or Pat. Stooge. Oh, 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 literally. That's, that's a good wordplay, Ross. That's where you get paid the big bucks. I will go with John Cena. Yes. He looks like a, a guy who tell on somebody so it makes himself look good. The student who you can clearly tell their parents did the work. Oh. Did the work. I've just, I've, I just missed what was said there completely. I heard the student and then my thing dropped. Whose parents did the work. Bless you. Whose parents did the work. What does that mean? Oh, the homework. Like, it's a project that comes oh, in. It's all nice work. and fancy. He goes, you didn't do this. This is a very teacher-based question because they'll say, all right, make this. And David Flair. And be beautiful. What's up? Are you all right, Ross? My internet just dropped out again. Yeah, but we thought so. But we yeah. cut to you and you're shaking your head. It's like, oh, are you I just right? don't understand why it happens in this office where I'm alone and there's no one else here. Is it my go, is it? I went for David it Flair. It is. Did you hear the... Yeah, I was I was going to think Rollins, authority era Rollins. That's what's getting my mind there. Cool. Uh, where's Briscoe? I'm still blocked by Gerald Briscoe on Twitter because of saying something. I think I said about him, how does Gerald Briscoe feel about having a son that's older than him? Oh. Because he just looks so rough at 23. Anyway, oh. I, I digress. The dropout. The dropout. Uh, John Moxley. John Moxley was mine as well. Yeah. Perfect. Doing cocaine in the library. <laughs> I, oh. I hope he does yes. cocaine before writing his book. <laughs> I have to go. He's, he's annoyed. That's why he's so frustrated because he had to go to the public library to do that now. The kid who tried too hard in PE. Tony Nice. The masterpiece, Chris Masters. Ricochet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The kid who's always late to class. Papa Shango. <laughs> Riddle. <laughs> oh, yeah, Riddle perfectly, yes, yes. The weird drama student. Cara Noir. Who's awful at acting? <laughs> the weird drama. Yeah. Bear in mind, the we mi- have a time limit, Ross. Yeah, the Miz. Sorry, got fastest fourth third, the Miz. <laughs> Kenny Omega. The rumour spreader. Oh, I'm taking them too literally, but just Joe from the Attitude Era. Oh. Yeah. Charlie Caruso. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Satan. <laughs> <laughs> the kid who tries too hard. Dolph Ziggler. Oh, tries too hard. Oh, I've had a brain fart here. The kid who tries too hard. I'm trying to do fastest thought first here. I can't. Come back to me, Matthew. Save the I second. I also say Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> I'll say Ziggler as well. Yeah. <laughs> the kid who always copies other students' answers. 
Dove Ziggler. I'll try and go for just. I'll go for Ziggler as well. I'll be here all day. So badly stereotyped in this, isn't it? Um, yeah, Miss Miss, I wrote this answer because Shawn Michaels wrote it down ten years ago. <laughs> the kid who spent the whole time gaming. Ah, Xavier Woods. Was the, who was uh, Jespin Duke this week? Wasn't the next take? She's doing up, up, down, down content, wasn't she? Oh, good one. There you go. I'll go with Miro because <laughs> he has the Twitch and he plays the arcade machines and he does the thing <laughs> very convincingly. The kid who copies what the cooler kids do. Don't know. Um, I got no, I, I, no more Dolph Ziggler. Um, <laughs> the kid copies what the cooler kids are doing. <laughs> Spike Dudley. I don't know. Jason, Jason Jordan. Mm. Oh. In, the she- in the shield that time, wasn't he? Triple H, he's taking photos of the NXT rookies. Triple H <laughs> is the correct answer. Not only then, but when he was the clicks driver yeah. as well. Yes. The kid who always gets sick. My mind went Darren Anderson. But, like, <laughs> he's not even... He's a footballer. Um... Kid always gets sick. Who just? I don't want to choose someone who gets injured all the time. I yeah, want to choose someone who just who just disappears from TV and they'll crop up as if nothing. Tucker. Oh. Ultimate warrior. Sid. The kid who intimidates kids to give them tuck shop money. Um. There's lots of intimidating people in wrestling. Oh, Ryback then. Ryback. Lars Sullivan. Riker. <laughs> the kid who pulls an A out of their ass despite no effort. Oh, Carlito then. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Van Damme. Yeah. I'll go with uh, Pac. Because I think it was Martin Stone who had that story about him that went on for ages. That He did a tour of Japan with Pac. And Martin Stone, I believe, is writing down all the stuff he's eating, at what time he's eating it, getting it properly, all the stuff. Pack, in the meantime, spent the entire time eating cereal, either with milk or just with his hands, I forget which. And by the end of it, Pack had put on more muscle than him. And he was fuming. What a freakish man. What a freakish kid. Thank you for everything you've done, even though life has returned to just about normal here in Australia. Bloody hell, has it? Yeah. Uh, I know all your extra effort over the last year has helped so many people in these crappy times. Jake, a.k.a. Barbara Sack from Twitch. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you, Barbara Sack. We expect to see you not just supporting Cotola FC, who have renamed themselves after other unfortunate name, and Jack Channel, not only watching Ross play Football Manager, but me playing... No, playing FIFA. FIFA. Oh, beg your pardon. FIFA, and playing whatever I'm playing on Saturdays at 6pm GMT. You'll be asleep by then, won't you, in Australia? Oh, well, you can watch it later on. Yeah. Thank you very much for that Reese's Pieces. If you have any Reese's Pieces of your own, you can, of course, send them to the exact same place as the mailbag, which is mailbag at cultaholic.com. Let's pause the podcast and have a, a bit of COVID chat. Any of you two know why we haven't copied Australia over here? Why we haven't just shut everything down for three months, got it all done in three months instead of finding about for three months here and two months there and one month here and all that stuff? Probably Tell me why. The, the government aren't very good. Uh, yeah, and I was... Sadly, I made the mistake of like, I'm going to go to bed, let me just get my phone to put on music. Oh, what the hell, let's have a quick look at Twitter. 
and see the news, uh, which is obviously what you want to do before you want to go to bed and have nice dreams. And I didn't realize this. And I think I was much happier not knowing this. The experts, I'm going to get this completely wrong, but it doesn't matter. The experts have said, all right, well, with the way the um, antidote works, you get a jab once and you're supposed to have a jab four weeks later, I believe, more or less. The government, for whatever reason, said, now nah, we'll do it 12 weeks later. And it was a report that said, uh, no, that's not going to work as well. Why have they done that? And it's just very frustrating looking at the, it and going, why, why aren't we doing that? Yeah. Hello? <clears throat> From what I can tell... So I'm eating cheesecake. It, it seems like the government have massively underestimated how bad it was going to be. And then... Um, put put the economy ahead of other things like the eat out to help out thing was a mistake and the, my least favourite part of all of this has been going on watching the news and the politicians are talking to us like we're naughty kids saying like well we all need to try harder actually but get out and buy some food to help the economy like what are you on about yeah, yeah. which is translated to big businesses or be okay and the people were in little businesses and small shops ha ha Ah, well. Ha ha. Well, I I voted for Kodo. That's a Simpsons joke for Matthew there. I know, I know. But I didn't vote for for them, so they can do one. It's all right, Brexit will save us. Bloody Pachini and all his mates. (laughs) Pachini hates this being a Tory narrative, as he would. And you know what? Who who, who starred that? Was it Ross? No, it wasn't me. I think... I think I'd said a few times. Oh, I thought everyone else did it. I thought it was a combined effort. We all jabbed him. I, I thought it was Ross because a few years ago, Ross started a narrative about me on Twitter, pretending that I was in a relationship with Susie Kennedy. <laughs> He'd forgotten about that. Oh, um, that, that you, pic, I, I took a picture of them, Matthew, behind their back. What happened was, right, <laughs> I was... It had already... Rumblings had already started, possibly fueled by Ross, right? Just to clarify, me and Susie... We're pals, but we were never romantically involved. And there was a day, one day I went and just looked out of a window and it was like cold or something. She came over and just put her arm around my shoulder and we were both looking out this window. And Ross spotted his opportunity. He just snapped a quick picture of us looking very much like a couple. And then, yeah. As if they had asked for this picture to be taken, Matthew. It was that good. It was a really well done. (laughs) It was really opportunistic though. Like it was very well done, sadly. And then people, it took a long time for that rumor to die down, actually. I don't know where that must have started, though, because I was never in videos with you and Susie at the same time. So it must have started um, from somewhere else. I just latched on, because that's what I do. Say what's popular, know. latch on. We were never, like, nothing ever, like, I don't know. I don't know where it would have come from. Because we were a boy and a girl on YouTube, and that's what people do, isn't it? Ship. Shipping, yes. Yeah, yes, that's exactly it. Well done, mate. And... <laughs> You know, that type of thing is... Do I get a gold star? Yeah, I'm so proud sometimes when it's obviously... just One of the best things about this podcast is the fact that we're... Even though we're, you know, three nerdy lads, whatever, watching wrestling when we should have given up and gotten real lives. But we are still, even though we're from roughly the same area, very different. So when I hear Ross doing his absolute best to fit in with some of the stupid internet stuff that I've just taken for granted all these years, but really is stupid internet stuff, and I hear you say this term like shipping, I'm like, yes. You have to remember. That's why you put two ships together, isn't it? No, Ross, no. (laughs) You have to remember that Ross is a wrestling fan, so there must be some part of him that can 
that can wrap his head around the the stuff that you are, that you are into. <laughs> it sounded so condescending. The weird Matthew stuff. I don't know. I don't have an issue with Matthew being into stuff I'm not into. It's just I'm not into them. So when he says references, yeah, I, like Matthew, I don't make a reaction. So I don't get it. Right, I'm not going to say The stuff I don't get, it's fake. Yeah, right? yeah, true. Yeah. true. And Ross is right. It's like, yeah, well, let's have a conversation. I'll talk stuff you don't understand and you can look confused. Oh, that's a great podcast, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> While Pachini so, zooms in and out from the secondary camera. Fantastic, fantastic. We need to do a Twitch watch along of that no, no, podcast. Please, no, yes, please, we do. Please, we do. No. Yes, 100%. We do. Yes. No, please, God, no. yes. Please. I'd love to watch that podcast. Back All roast no. each other with a Twitch chat. Yeah. Please, please, no. I, oh, no. It's going to be so bad. It's going to be great. No. Well, after, well, who wants to do on theirs? Because mine's like gaming or whatever. I mean, you just started yours, Ross. You could we'll do just it. make no, it a we'll, special we'll, event when the yeah, lockdown's we'll finished. Yeah. We'll all get three together. Of us on the po- yeah. All three of us on the podcast. We'll get it downloaded so we can pause it here and there and talk about it and whatnot. And yeah, we'll, we'll do it soon. Can't wait for that. Cool. I've no idea if any of that is going to be in the finished video, but it was nice that we talked about it. Yeah, it, it will. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Oh, we'll leave that in. Oh, by the way, but those numbers that I said, that just off the top of my head, please don't take them as fact. Go Google. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. People getting the COVID news from Mafu, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cultaholics. The ah, what a great podcast. And this week's big question, that I'm sure you've all answered in the comments already, is... Who is going to win the Rumbles this year in 2021? Rumbles? That's right, silly person who only watches wrestling because their kid watches it. There's two this year. And so far announced, probably be more by the time this comes out, Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Otis, but for different quality there, uh, The Miz, Jey Huso, Cesaro, and Jeff Hardy are in the men's. Apparently, the Mrs. was announced not on Raw, not on Twitter, but on TMZ. Oh, nice. That's, yeah. That's very Thanks, good. Ryan Satan. Um, the Women's Rumble so far has Nia Jax, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, and the eventual winner, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> no, what do you like, eh? What she's do you not like? Gonna... <laughs> she's not, she's not going to hey. win. But that should be the topic right now. Who do you think is going to win the Rumble? Let's start off with you, Ross. Women's, I'm going Bailey. Because I don't know what I've seen somewhere in the media of the wrestling. I don't know if, if it was on SmackDown or whatever, but she was hyping up everything that she's done in her career and the Rumble's the one thing she hasn't done. So I've seen that done before and it's led to things. So I'm going to go for Bailey for the women's. As for the men's, I think it's going to be someone that we don't see coming. Someone like Adam Pearce. Someone like, insert up-and-comer on the roster who isn't very prominent at the moment. I don't know who that might be. But I think it's going to be an outsider. I can't see Big E. I can't see it happening, me, for some reason. Even though I was fully on board for the longest time, I can't see Big E happening. So I'm going to go for somebody, somebody who is an outsider. Do you think that... Um, <clears throat> do you think that maybe... It would be someone on Raw or SmackDown, like someone who challenged Reigns, or just someone to, for Drew. I've got no idea. Because I was thinking, like, would it be someone like Cedric, or like someone higher up than Cedric? Yeah, somebody like <clears throat> Cedric, or someone, right. you know, like just someone that a, pro- a proper shock. Because we never have one, have we? We've never had a proper shock in the men's Rumble. Um, Del Rio was a bit of a shock. Was yeah, it? he's. But he was up the time, at the time, wasn't he? 
Yeah, yeah, and by the time he got down to the final few, you were like, well, Morella or Del Rio. Yeah. Sheamus was a bit of a shock. Oh, at the time, was it? Just because it wasn't... world champion, wasn't he, by the time? Yeah, then. just because it wasn't Jericho. That was the only shocking thing about that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, but yeah, there's never really been a massive shock, has there? No. No. Well, if, yeah, if maybe, Otis win... maybe I'll go for Cedric as my definitive pick for the men's as we're wow, starting right Cedric. now. Wow, Cedric. Wow. Not Colin Jost? No. Hey. Fair enough. Well, if Otis wins the Rumble, that means he's going to lose it to The Miz in February. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I will go with, for the women, Rhea Ripley. Not Ooh, being that's an a good Elsier, show. That's a good show. She's got so much build on her and hype around her after dominating, key word there, NXT for so long. And she needs to get the, the stuff that happened at WrestleMania last year away off her and come into WWE, the proper division, and stomp everybody. That's a on good show. I yeah. reckon you might be right there. What are the odds on Rhea Ripley at the minute? Uh, <laughs> the men's, it's weird because, as Ross said, maybe they're looking to have a, a surprise one because there really has to be one. Given what's happening with COVID and everything and the SmackDown's building up People like Big E, like Nakamura, like Cesaro, um, Jey Uso, maybe. Daniel Bryan, one last run and all this stuff. It really is more interesting than it has been for some time. Raw, I don't care. Whatever, have, have Drew take on who's still going from WCW. Diesel, they're also mania and be done with it. Uh, but on SmackDown, I'm happy with any of those people winning. But just for the promo, where he talked about building hotels in Sami Zayn's arse, <laughs> Biggie. Do you want to know Fair. the odds? I've got I've got Paddy Power up here. So my pick of Bailey is currently nine to one. Cool. Matthew's cool. Matthew's pick of Rhea Ripley is ten to three, second favourite with Paddy Power. Ah. My pick of Cedric Alexander. Well, it's easier to say Matthew's first. Big E is currently seven to one, third favourite. You see, he was the favourite not too long ago, so these can always change rapidly. Yeah, I'm trying to find Cedric. Give us a second. <laughs> scrolling all the way past Vince past uh, The pa- Rock past Cain, Velas- <laughs> pa- past Cain Velasquez past Tyson Fury past Velveteen Dream past Eric Rowan <laughs> past, past Dean Ambrose in brackets John Moxley <laughs> Stan Grant Hansen Holland, he did Holland a live uh, signing this week past Conor McGregor past Vince McMahon past Matt Chapman who the hell's Matt Chapman Matt Mom. Chapman Chapman. Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman. Is the guy who shot John Lennon? The, <laughs> the, oh, he's an author at Paddy Power. <laughs> <laughs> and he's nice. more likely than nice, Wait, wait, who's he above? There is Matt Chapman is the furthest out you can get at 275 to 1. Oh. Heath, Heath Slater, 250 to 1. Vince, 250 to 1. Robert Rue is 100 to 1. Shorty G is 100 to 1. Uh, Conor McGregor. Cedric- Cedric's not even on. No, on. You have to request the bet. I have to request the bet, yeah. That can't be right. He's a bloody tag team champion. <laughs> he's living. No, it is right. He's not on there. He's not on there. Well. <sighs> I was gonna go for a raw. I'll go. I'll, I'll do the women's one first, like we've been doing. And I'll oh, say I. I think slash hope that Bianca Belair wins the rumble. Um, she but, is the favorite. Is she? She but is the favorite. 
At least I was thinking that all the way until Matthew said Rhea Ripley, then I was like, that'll be good too. So if either of those won, I'd be happy with it. If Bailey won, I'd be happy with it as well. Um, the person I most want to win a Rumble is Sasha, but she's the champion, obviously, so that's not going to happen. But she's put in some great performances. She's often... Wasn't she the first ever entrant in a Women's Royal Rumble? I think she was number one in the first one. I don't know. Let's check that list. What list? The quiz thing that we did. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, and then for the men's, it is an interesting one. But I was going to go for a raw person. I was going to say Keith. But he obviously did recently actually have a match with Drew and lost. So I don't know if they book a rematch so soon at Wrestle- for WrestleMania. But I'd like to see Keith win it. He's just going to have some cool moments in the Rumble. You know that anyway, just launching guys left, right and centre. So Keith or... I mean... Brian would be a great story, and I'd look forward to Roman versus Brian, but I don't know if they'll do it or not, especially with Brian losing recently. But there we go. I can tell you. And if you want to avoid the, the, the odds of the favourites, please just skip forward about 25, 30 seconds now. Can you skip back 20 minutes and you'll avoid it there? I'll shoot put, on I'll, the fans now. Go on. I'll put, I'll put my hand down when I've stopped speaking about it. Daniel Bryan, 6-5 to five favourite. Keith Lee, 4-1 to one second favourite. Big E, 7-1 to one third favourite. Brock Lesnar, 8 to 1, fourth favourite. Then Drew is 17 to 2, even though he won't be in it, will he? Goldberg is 9 to 1. Shinsuke Nakamura has come in to 10 to 1, and that's because purely because idiots like me have put money on him. There you go. You say that, say that Drew's not going to be in it once Goldberg's disposed of him. He's not going to be in it, is he? Goldberg will wreck shop, and then Drew will have to come out and be in the Rumble like a little lost lamb without his belt. I'm joking. He'll be in his slippers and uh, dressing gown ready for the last the summer wine repeat. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I'm going to be terrified watching that match. Never let Sam Driver forget that he pretended to be happy when Goldberg beat the Fiend. It'll be good. I, no, that, that It'll was be all, good, he said. He spent, spent the next three weeks on Twitter arguing with everyone who told him he was wrong. <laughs> and it turned out to be crap. <laughs> I'm going to put £10.50 on Bailey winning. Jesus, what's, what's he doing? Oh my God. I've got £15.50 in my account. I had a deposit 20 quid. It's all right. Oh, I'm scared for you. Place the bets. Bailey. It's on. Oh, my God. My active bets. Shinsuke Nakamura to win the men's rumble. Potential returns of £2,525. Bloody hell. And Bailey with £10.50 on returns, £105. The young bucks make that in a week, though. Did you not see? (laughs) I was going to say... Pocket money. Do we have enough people in the office now? Not physically in the office, but enough people working here to do a, a pool but I don't think we've got 30 employees or we could have affiliates we could have Jen involved and you know affiliates <laughs> shouldn't have called Jen an affiliate at all oh god it's a good job she's not popular online or anything no one's going to give me grief for that <laughs> good job there's no sad people at home who'll be jumping to a defence saying how dare you Jack I will save you Jen from this tyrant arsehole <laughs> oh they, they're my favourite people <laughs> it's all right though. It's all right though because you can always go back to Susie. No, shut up, man. <laughs> Jen's got like um, Jen's got like an army of Dark Order minions who make a throne and carry around. <laughs> oh, God. is that going to be the big feud we're building to? Yeah, Jen and her minions taking on Pachidi and the Train Botherers. You know, how Jen's like a good actress in that. I'd be really scared if she was really angry or mean one day. Because I wouldn't know what... I've never seen her like that. And I think she could do it really convincingly because of her acting background. And I think I'd be really scared. I'd be really disturbed by that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really awful. I'd like to see that. I'll tell you what's I'd not acting, though. 
this PSA, God. stop being creepy towards Jen. <laughs> no, says, Ro- see- says Ross, <laughs> leaping to her. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I, know. I can see it. It just makes me uncomfortable. I know, know, but I've never met anyone in all of like the people I've met in wrestling who are so good at brushing off creepy comments as Jen. She's yeah. just, honestly, doesn't mean you should do it, but she's incredible at dealing with some crap that she shouldn't have to deal with. Like, Anyway. On that happy PSA-filled <laughs> note. You too, Matt. You haven't seen you thinking about this. You haven't seen you going for a... <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for listening and persevering in some cases with the Coldholic Wrestling Podcast Jack what have you got to plug Coldholic FC every Wednesday 6pm we are top of the league so we are top of the league so it's going really well um, and check that out next week and look out for the punishment this week which I'm sure Ross is going to mention Yep, on PM GMT, unless Adam changes his mind, which he probably will do because he does it all the time. Um, all the way through until it's done. That'll be on YouTube, whatever the live link is for the cult. You, what is it, Jack? Cultaholic YouTube. I think it's cultaholic. Hmm. YouTube.com forward slash cultaholic forward slash live. That's the one. That sounds, that rings a bell. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'll be on there um, after one. It, it, I'll tell you what it, the, the current thing is. I told it, I said it last week, I'll say it again. 1 PM, it is Adam and Owen. Then it's Nine, uh, sorry, at uh, 5 p.m. it's me and Owen. Then at 9 p.m. it's me on my own. Then at 1 a.m. leader, leader, leader takes over until 2 p.m. the following day when it's me on my own. And then roughly at 6 p.m. it's me and Owen all the way through until 1 a.m. So that's if we do things on the hour, every hour starting a rumble match, but that won't happen. So we'll see what happens for that. There's your rough, your rough timelines if you want to catch your favourites. Uh, I'll be on the Twitch though. It's uh, 6 p.m. GMT, Friday evening, playing with Newcastle United. Uh, Mr. Youssef Fafana dominating the midfield and other assorted players who have signed. Telling Steve Bruce how to do it. But that's it. Yeah, SmackDown, WTF on Saturday. Sam doing the graded. Me and Sam on the news. There's your, there's your weekend. Matthew? You know what, Ross? It's a shame because I always want to see more of you and it's just it's slacking this week. <laughs> God. So I have to wait until next time then have the weekly podcast we do on every Friday. And there'd be me, Twitch, and a bunch of lovely, lovely people who listen to this and tell us our thoughts on what they thought was good. And even though it's only been two days after recording, I go, what? Did I say yeah, that? Yeah. What quiz? What rumble entry? Go away, crazy people. And I'll be looking forward to see you there. But if not, don't worry. As long as you, the lovely people, are keeping yourself safe and happy and mentally stable during these horrible, horrible times, unless you're an Australian, in which case you can do what the hell you want, apparently, that's all that matters. Of course, the Hall of Fame. Recap at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. And mails, theories, questions, and whatever you want to send us. Uh-huh. Please, please, please send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. We have been cultaholic. You've been amazing. I'd like to end each podcast by putting our fist towards the camera, especially now that they don't autofocus, make me look stupid. And now the count of three, we do the famous expression, which is one, two, three. Join us. Join us. Waggle, Sorry, waggle, in case waggle, my waggle, sounds waggle, terrible. Waggle, waggle, waggle. Sorry. <laughs> Ross hates you all. Bye. <laughs> Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 